straight riffing is filmed in front of a live internet audience. I am riffing. Mitch is riffing. What more can I say? Straight, straight riffing. Do you know how fucking desperate I am for some comfort in my life? I need that pillow. This show is intended for mature audiences only. I've seen a lot of this. I don't know how much we're discussing this experience again. Are you really not having a good time? I'm having a fantastic time. I just can't believe how disgusting you are. I kept yelling, I'm, I'm not going to whip the dick out. We talked about that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Featuring your host, Mitch Marzoni. I don't walk around going like, hey, I'm really weird. Look at me, I'm weird. As far as I'm concerned, I'm perfectly normal. It's uh, it's a litmus test for people. Teddy I'm a hate mercenary. Yeah. All right. All right. Hate mercenary. Hate, hate, hater for hire. Hater for hire. I should put on good guys. There are two victimless crimes, all right? One, jerking off when your window's open. Two, <laughs> necrophilia. I am confessing to a large-scale crime. Okay. All right. right Legs akimbo engaged in sexual discourse. Come on, man. What kind of guest are you? It's archive for posterity. Great internet. So, uh, it'll, uh, it'll come back to haunt you every day. It's time to riff. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. Hold on. It's, it's it's very confusing for people at home. We're having a bit of... I'm not used to having so many people in here. So it's highfalutin time. All right. That is right, okay. bitches and motherfuckers. It is July 2nd, episode 68? I think it's 68. Uh, and it is time to riff the fuck on. I am your host, Reverend Mitch. With me, as always, is the hater for hire, the difficult brown, Mr. Teddy T. My Tutson. How the fuck are you, senor? Oh, man. I'm uh, riffing real good right now on that mm-hmm. knocking on the door, freedom riffing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Star spangled yeah. riffing mm-hmm. right now. Sure. Oh, man. Just a beautiful Frederick Douglass, mm-hmm. Booker T. Washington on yeah. some cobblestone roads riffing. Mm-hmm. USA. Shout out, Ben yeah. Franklin. Okay. I have no idea what we're doing here. And our esteemed guests, I said guests, plural. plural, first time, two guests, I'm going to see if I can do this right, because it's a little difficult, uh, introducing two people at once, so see, if, here we go, <clears throat> please uh, welcome uh, Erica Alexander and Tony Perrier. Did we get it? Was that it? It was good. Did I get, did you get the names right? Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> Hold on. Thank you. Are, you, are we good? We go. Are we good? Yeah, we good? I think we're good. Okay. okay. How are the two of you? Excellent. Thank you, by the way. This has already, you know, been an experience. Is she, uh, is she? Mitch, I'm really like, yeah, hold on. Are you... <laughs> Mitch, I've never seen Mitch so frazzled in his life before. Uh, is it on? Hello, hello. There she is. Okay, there I am. Oh, okay. See, okay. All right, Yours is a little go. quieter. All right. All right. Now yeah, how are, how are we? Sorry. Great. We're, we're great. Good. We're good. So good to hear. That's what I like to hear. All right. Good and uh, yeah, a lot of parking troubles and uh, parking we're act- bringing <laughs> the fucking ruckus on this episode. Motherfucking ruckus! We got things on the board before the show even started. That's never happened before, Mitch. <laughs> I don't believe it ever has. It is. It is. A completely- I try to. This is the thing. Is like usually when I'm setting up, people probably think I'm a bit of an asshole because I'm like I'm just ignore like intentionally <laughs> don't talk, no conversation. You talk, and I'm gonna hear something funny. I'm gonna need to say something. Everybody misses out. Yeah. Oh. So it's That's like, I always like, don't talk. Just don't say anything. Just everybody. That's what I'm here for. I'm the, I'm the side banter guy. Yeah, but then now see all these jokes. We're going to have, we already see, have inside jokes that see, nobody gets. You'll, you'll catch well, up. Well, no, but he'll catch you'll up. Get, so yeah. You'll get, see? Everybody else on the same page. Absolutely. And that's how you know we know something about being black. I told you, Mitch. Boom. Everybody in the Northeast knows Boom. something about being black. Thank well, you. It used to be a couch until he took it away from me uh, <laughs> while moving, as he said. And I would always say everybody on the couch knows something about being black. 
but now we have to say everybody in the Northeast knows something about being back. We've actually expanded beyond the Mason Dixon. Yeah, yeah, I see this. Two guests now encroaching. <laughs> How does it taste, Mitch? How does it taste? Does it shoot I gotta carve floor? out this little island over here. Feel like, nice. Does it feel nice? Put Mitch? up an independent flag. All right, this is where white is at. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Look, straight reference post racial. We all know this. Post-racial. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, when did it happen? I mean, you know, let me in. Well, on our first episode post racial. <laughs> you know, our really first episode. It? He was our guest, actually. I did it with a different guy. And okay. so he was our first guest on the show. And then he wanted to get into plays or something. So he, he was like, yeah, I got this play I'm doing. And we rehearse on Mondays. And I thought, okay. And he goes, I might be able to switch it to Tuesday. And then, like, he didn't say anything. And I was like, you know, I, I got a show to do. So I had to hit him up. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I had to be doing this for, like, three months. And I was like, I'm so brought Teddy back. So I mean, that's pretty awesome. I suppose, in a way, we started Like a virus, you return. I love it. Yeah, from, yeah from it was the a game. real like covert sleeper cell post racial. You know what I mean? They didn't know. And then they like kind of like the Emancipation Proclamation exactly. came late, right? To Texas. Yeah, yeah exactly. Texas. You know what I'm saying? Oh, y'all oh, didn't know we was to... breaking out? Oh, no. we did it. it Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Juneteenth, baby. Yeah, we gonna celebrate that one day. It's gonna be a real thing. I wanted to do a Juneteenth pub crawl. That was my thing that I wanted to do because it would be like, like you know, how it's like it was. I was talking with other friends. It's like you just don't have like black celebratory things where you just like go out and we're like yeah we're having fun like St. Patty's Day and it's like a pub crawl but it's got nothing to do that's because you get shot well exactly see (laughs) (laughs) there's always a price to pay for (laughs) celebratory things but but yeah we wanted to we wanted to do something at least where you could like go out and sing like Negro spirituals with your friends things like that like lift every voice and sing because Sunday's not enough yeah right take it out (laughs) to the streets (laughs) make it real interpersonal I love it but at least least it was was an idea that we kicked around but at least something that just like bring Juneteenth from this like niche thing that you feel like you only talk about on the underground. I think you Why has it got to be a Mitch thing? I said niche. niche. You, <laughs> I see. You get extra sensitive when we start to take over your ground. Encroach it. Look, I'm not used to it. You got to be. I don't know. I. Uh, that's all I can say. I'm just not used to it. It's okay. You get there. I'm good. I'm good so far. I've had. Uh, we've had many, many. We we did a, a whole. Um, Black Griffin, Blackuary, Black Griffin Month, all black guests. So. That's awesome. Blackuary. Yeah. I mean, Blackuary, you're, actually, Blackuary. you're ahead of your it was, time. It was Blackuary, 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 Black Griffin. Blackuary, yeah, yeah. Black Griffin. It was an official title. It was very proper. You know, uh, a lot of people are afraid of doing anything that's, uh, uh, I mean, total black thing because they think that that's what it's going to change into. Right. I don't see that as a bad thing, but it just seems to be in Hollywood. That's what stops people from doing anything too long, too black. You've done, like, you've done, you've had a lot of very sort of, like, I guess, uh, Projects that have been very not necessarily. Why they gotta be projects? Oh, damn it, Mitch! Ooh, <laughs> I love it. That but, brother is conscious. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time you ever gotten conscious, probably. So you should you should put that he one. Gonna, they're gonna send him an NAACP <laughs> card. You should hear him beatbox sometime. It's uh, he's been trying to get the newsletter for a long time, but he's never gonna get it. He's no, never gonna get that no, one. No, 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 no. But see, Mitch, you're getting close. You understand? By the way, P.S. P.S. Anybody at home who thinks that I just I'm crazy. <laughs> Conspiratorially crazy when I when I make jokes about the newsletter. You've been on the show for a minute and a half. He says the newsletter. You immediately go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no no backstory. So if thing. it's if this That's is if I'm just kidding and it's just a joke. How did she get it so quickly? Tony, you know what? You just get used to <laughs> yeah, agreeing when you're black. You just agree automatically. 
It's like that, it's, it's like a silent thing. You go. It's mm-hmm. the old head nod thing where you just pass a black person on the sidewalk. And you just like, hey, I'm black. I'm black too, and you just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're still we're still around. We're still hanging on. So now I'm probably going to sound terribly offensive here, but yes, a, a lot now. of your bios well. yeah. say African American. Yes, you are African American. Absolutely. Okay. I just look like this. stealth. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we coming nowadays. Like it. That's we're how it's coming. It, and it's worked for me. We're putting a stealth brother on the board. <laughs> no, that's right. You look Italian. I was like, I was, I was like excited. I was like, okay, oh, Italian. It's, it's how we're gonna take over the world. It's, it's some, yeah. on some real Iron Man two shit where we build all kinds of. I'm gonna, Air I'm, gonna Force I'm gonna go. I'm gonna re- reinvent myself right as a black Italian American. And that's how it goes. This is a true Manchurian candidate. Not gonna do Obama anymore. We're gonna do things like Tony. And people won't even know. But Wait, this is, right? he's the exact mix, what's mix his, of Obama. What's his trigger word? Ahead, <laughs> right? I'm not telling you, but you will discover it. Oh, okay, research. Okay. <laughs> you will see that word again. I'm just saying, like, uh, like yes. I say a lot of weird things. If I say the wrong word and he just stands up and he's like, gotta get Mitch, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You, you better watch out, Mitch. Talking about pancakes. Talking about pancakes. Talking Mitch. The stealth brother can activate it any moment. Show business is risky. You don't even know what oh, if, is. if you just, no, if it's just a trigger word where you just, you just keep it real What's all of a sudden, dream? that's cool. Oh. I'm fine with that. But, uh, I was worried it was like literally a Manchurian candidate where you'd like go into robotic, I gotta kill somebody mode. If it's Manchurian sort of like Manchurian, hey, then cool, fine. Do you that's get fine. like is that an office? He's black people? all the time. So yeah. like, not a real black scale. Yeah. Guy. that's a real black <laughs> spectrum. It's a sort of a spectrum. That doesn't make well me. I'm fine with that. Yeah, side. yeah. It's, a, it's okay. Then you don't need trigger words. Just let it out. Be as black as you want to be up in here. But that's I, my policy. It's like I get like it's why there's black sheets on the walls. It's like a, like a one drop rule is a weird thing. Do you know what I mean? One drop rule. Because we get into it because it's like. Like for me, oh, like all the drops. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what all I'm saying? The drops, drops. <laughs> I got all. I, so you okay. think? <laughs> fair, fair you point. You have to drop your pants so we can okay, you. Okay, okay, all right, fair enough. Okay, there you settle go. Down. Oh, settle down, settle oh, down. Don't you dare! Oh, Don't you dare! I like uh, it. She was the first one to make a dick joke on ooh, this episode oh, tonight. So I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> no, no, just tonight, just okay, tonight. Normally it's me. It's like 99.9% of the time it's me. I'm just glad that, that once oh, okay. for a change. Well, I feel proud. That's why, that's why I gave you a high five, you see. You know, Thank people you. warned us about coming on this show and we Did said that? no. Yeah. I um, believe in you guys. Yes. Believe in what you're trying so to do. Would be Hold real on, I gotta classy. fix this dude's Straight mic. to the people. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, uh, no. It's okay. It's not your fault. It's not like you did anything wrong. I'm just, I feel like... See how the white man will do you? <laughs> trying to make your message... He'll make it seem like he's fixing things for you, but yeah. really, he's bugging everything. Yes. How's that sound? Go ahead. You Get yes. your hand out my better? pocket. Lean in. I'll lean in. There you go. Lean you forward. Go. Like, lean like forward. Rumsfeld. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Go I feel ahead. blacker. Okay. Well, thank so, you. So like, <laughs> you sound white. <laughs> for, <I> guess. <laughs> thank you. Look, I however was, I can get it, I'm fine. I was in a situation recently where like, I started talking about political things and then people were like, oh, you just sound very white now. And I was like, I'm, I, no, no, just because I've switched <laughs> gears conversationally does not mean that all this has disappeared, you know, but people like, say I say that all the time. But like, I like for me, like, I've, always, I've, I've gotten like too black to be white kind of thing, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, I, I I would imagine like with Mitch approaching you with his like very kind of like I'm I'm curious your reaction where you fall on the spectrum is right. that is that something you've gotten a lot I got of? a lot got a lot I'm biracial you know and I'm old right, right. I'm old enough where you used to call that interracial sure my sure. dad was a Negro you know what I'm saying capital right, N right. capital right. N Negro right, that was right. from then he's still you know now he's a proud black man he's 89 years old or whatever, you know I can't but, imagine that being like you know I used to be a capital I, N Negro in the was, New York Times now I'm just Steve again no <laughs> no. What was but, first, colored and negro? Colored negro. Hey you. Okay. But, 
Uh, Dang, but that's that's, that's, that's got to be a step forward, though. That, hey, you. That, yeah. That's at least it's sort of friendly. Proper now, proper now. Like, yeah. hey, you. You know. Yeah, but that was then, and that's when mm-hmm. I, yeah, I grew up in a time years. when when wow. race was so polarizing that you almost had to pick sides. I was in a, I was in the first school busing in the north. Uh, we were bused to achieve racial integration into for a white like, neighborhood. For, oh, okay. So little mixed looking little me, I was one of the black kids, and we moved into this white school and integrated that school, and from then on. That sort of helped determine my identity. I grew up in a black neighborhood. Malcolm X lived on my block, and wow. you know, in East Elmhurst, Queens. That's where I'm from. How how where in your terms of uh, the forced busing and the integration, mm-hmm. where did that fall in the spectrum of the Little Rock Nine and everything happening? Down oh, there? you know, this was New York City. Okay, so yeah. in a way, it was cooler. Yeah, but in a way, we were in Life magazine with white parents throwing garbage on us and everything. But it was a relatively safe school integration. Yeah, and nobody shot us. No, no, uh, no National Guard called. No out. National Guard. Okay. So that was then. And so I've been, you know, living all this time with this weird legacy, but I'm sort of used to it. So all my life I've said, I've said black. Right. So here Do you know your official, like your official heritage, how that breaks down to get your interest? My dad's black. On. My mom's white. That's it. That's about it. We didn't go for the. No, like the, that's not true. No, His mother's right, Swedish, uh, German. Oh yes, we know that much. Yeah, of course yeah, you, you know. You, you know. know. You got you know the dossier. You, you know, know the file. The mixed, <laughs> the mixed generation always want to negate the other side and the white side. You should speak up for it, Mitch. <laughs> I no. Mitch, put your you white cap on. Put your white cap on and rally. Represent. I thought we were going to talk about it. There is a real slippery slope the moment I start. Let me represent for the white people for a minute here. Aha, we got him. We got him. I think we're pretty well overrepresented. Uh, and I, I, I have a, I have a huge that issue with, changing. I have an issue with lineage and culture and any of those. I, I like how this corner has become very ominous. I right have, <laughs> watch out. Like gosh. I got, I got one of those old school mafioso Italian fathers who's nice. not racist, you know what I mean? <laughs> but has never said a positive thing about anybody not, anybody non white, really. Okay. Oh. Non white, oh, no, not, especially non Italians. He has a thing about the Italians thing that's just, um, he's giving the hairy eyeball to all of them. Yeah, it's, I mean, he he's like it's, it's like Italians are a chosen people, and I'm just like you. And he's he says he's like proud of it and blah blah. And I go, you, you, I said you don't get to be proud of something you had no control over, which is I, that's really like the entirety of the Republican Party, isn't it? Really, like, <laughs> like I'm proud of my millions, like that my dad gave me. Like fucking, you don't get to be proud of that, Romney. So. <laughs> It's that kind of like you don't get to be proud of that. You did nothing. You didn't. Mm. Nobody came to you as a fetus and were like, "All right, so here's what we got." Right? Yeah. If you want to be Italian, you got to work extra hard as a fetus for that Italian card. Otherwise, we're just going to make you, hey. I don't know, Puerto Rican or something, and you're going to go around and be called Mexican. Stand up. Boy. You're going to have to, you know, figure that out. So you had it, it, that's that that's where I I kind of take issue with it because uh, just the fact that he's. So sort of proud of that, and then I, the uh, coming from Phoenix, Arizona, oh, where there's there's like three black <laughs> represent. <laughs> I'm from Flagstaff. She's I was from born Arizona. in Winslow. Oh, okay, okay. I'm from Arizona. Right. So you right. deep in the Arizona game. Oh, come on, that cowboy Mitch, shit. Flagstaff. Mitch. So okay, there was three black people in Phoenix. Double there was half, you were you were Flagstaff were like when you were five years old, I guess. So you were like the one black. I was born in, in Winslow. Yes, I, we radius. were the only black family on the east side of the tracks. I was, I was thinking all of Flagstaff. Right? Oh, yes, oh, you're right. So you're right. No, no, no. There was a small little ghetto of black people, and they oh, had really? we're, okay. they surrounded a small Baptist church. Yeah, right. They were all in the same place, you know, as they want to be. It yeah. was like it was like yeah. it's like how they put like the uh, hair care products for black folks and such in the ethnic shelf at right. like, CVS. That's like where the black neighborhood. That's where was they were, mission. but we weren't with them. 
My Man. father was very crafty. Mm. He was smart. He kind of, you know, work out was in he little an original niche. stealth yeah. brother. I, well, no, he wasn't stealth. He was he was playing the brother. He was card building the prototype. Over. He was a Lutheran pastor. Mm. We were the Germans. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, this I'm Arizona. All, so all, right, we, all right. So you know what? We so basically I, related. I, the amount of times so that I've said had I'm like. <laughs> the amount of times I had like the white friends that are that are do that thing. Well, well, if if there's black pride and that's not racist, and you go like, don't don't go down, don't know, it's not the same thing because you got like there's a difference between um, I'm not ashamed of the color of my skin despite what you want me to feel, and then there's uh, white pride, which is not at all the same thing. That's more like. I like like I did this like I I'm staying white like I'm all of my strength is in this and you know it's and and fuck everybody else because I'm proud of being white is is an entirely different thing from I'm not ashamed to be not white that's what I have to explain to them so I I, I, I will I do I have zero pride for <laughs> like I, I I I had nothing to do with my lineage heritage nothing uh, I really I think that you're in a place where we should, we will all arrive. That's a fair point. Now I sound involved. No, I'm serious. No, but that's what he was talking about. You know, it would be nice. I mean, right now we do fight for that space because, you know, we're pushing our pride. We we really wish we didn't have to, but we will as long as that disparity remains. But he's right. He's where we're going to be. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. I think it's that that sense of there's always been that premium on whiteness, you know, and like, it, like right, everyone right. else was like, yes. all right, you would grapple in for like the shot in Royal Rumble style, and like you know, you used to have your Italian and your, your bigotry and like the Germans and the Polish or whatever, like whatever group was coming in, the Irish, like everyone was going to get shit on in some way or the other. And it's like, all right, fine, we'll let you in because like we still hate these people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They still got no shot. At least you can be within like the bottom rung of the aristocracy and think that you might have a chance someday, you fool. And then in the 90s, it was like, all right, all right, we're all cool. We all still hate the gays, though, right? Like, we're all on board. And then, like, 2000s, it's like, all right, all right, you too. But the, the we too. don't like <laughs> transgenders now, okay? That's what we're not into. I don't, know, what, is, I don't know what's left. I don't know what after. still toss, tossing dwarfs. Yeah. Well, Dinklage is, is he, holding the dwarf army. No, no, he's you know? changing the whole game. That's what I'm saying. He's like, he's, sexy he's like... Oh, charging forth be, with a, you know, like yeah. bringing the masses. To grow up yeah. in, a, right. in a culture now. Like nobody calls Dinglage a midget. You know what I mean? Mm, they, no. they all of a sudden get respectful. All of a sudden they're like, they don't like to be called oh, midgets. Oh, he's tall where it counts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In heart. <laughs> that wasn't another <laughs> dick joke? No. No. Uh, oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> See, no, yeah. Mitch, they went I mean, they're going to take it You there. know what? <laughs> Maybe you This is why you were warned. Who warned you? I'm curious. Nobody. Well, who watch your blog? Because I said, oh, we should, you know, we should watch the podcast. He's told playing my with friends. you. Oh, okay. And they said, and they came back to me. They said, you're going on that. You're going to do that. You know, he's playing the with other you. stealth brothers, Mitch. The other stealth brothers. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a very don't it's let like him get to Elks Lodge kind of get together. We are so uh, arms wide open in a very non Creed uh, way about uh, all races whatever here. Happened to no, Creed. Oh, oh okay. man, don't <laughs> even get me into Scott Staff. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Scott Staff. I with the song oh, that he I will did say that the, that movie the Ted dolphins, that, uh, right? just saw it. There was there was one part in the whole film that actually had me cackling, where Ted is doing karaoke, and uh, and uh, he goes, "I'm going to do an impression of everybody in the '90s singing," and he just karaoke's every song, going, <laughs> and he's like, "The greatest thing is you don't even need uh, you, all you need is vowels." <laughs> <laughs> 
and it was it was good. That was the only part that's worth. So wait for it to come out on DVD or something and watch just that scene. And the rest of it's just. Oh, I saw Magic Mike. Okay. Ooh, on the other end of the spectrum, wasn't so magic. male strippers no. or something? What is it about? Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. I mean, I. I Who's I, Channing Tatum? Yeah, yeah. who is he? Like, because <laughs> no, I mean, I read the synopsis. I mean, this just of got the, very philosophical. No. <laughs> who is Channing? Who is Tyler Durden? So I. I saw the synopsis on Rotten Tomatoes because I was surprised it got such high ratings. I was like, isn't it about like a bunch of male Soderberg strippers film, or something? Though. It's a wild card. I don't know. It's Look, for the ladies. I, I'm out. So, it's for the ladies. I just, the synopsis <laughs> well, I'm going said something to see about... Magic Mike and it's it straight to it Rotten like, Tomatoes to make sure that Mitch does not give my movie the stink eye. It it's said that it was like said. based on a true story about Channing Tatum's real life well, something or other. And I was Tony like, who the fuck you. is Channing Tatum? You're right. He's How like, did I miss out on this? He's like a joke made up by two guys on the phone. Oh, and there he, okay. I think he's talented. I think he's very talented, but he's... It's but, a real person? Yes, but I'm, that name, that name, Channing Tate, it's like Tom Cruise. It's like, yeah, could yeah, there yeah. be a more ideal, you know... Like, and, and you find out his backstory, and you're like, of course Channing Tatum was, was a, a stripper. male stripper. Yes. Of course oh. you're making a movie called Magic Mike that was described as the Citizen Kane of male stripper movies. Is that what Real it's called? Real thing on a commercial. Is that what people that say? Is, no, that is what they said in the commercial. It literally says, this is the Citizen Kane of male stripper movies. I ran it back because I made that face that you just made. I didn't believe my television. Well, I, I didn't, didn't find it post-racial. You just kind of went cosmic there. I didn't believe my television. Was it, was it, was it all white people? Why is it not Well, you know what? There was the, the, the dude from tradition. CSI. Adam his Rodriguez. name is Rodriguez. I've known two male strippers in my life. But he's kind of stealth. And they're, they were so both black. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a movie about male strippers, to in my that, head, it's all black. That part That's what I felt about it. But no, I mean, it was straight. actually kind of bizarre. But I have to say that I went because I love Soderbergh. You know he directed this. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. That's why like, I, I've read some of the reviews that I was intrigued because a lot of the things that I've said, like, yeah, yeah, like, it's a male, like, it is this movie about male stripping, but it also has this very sort of macro-micro focus on the, the economic tolls of people and such. There is that wrinkle. Would you say that? Of what it had this macro-micro focus? Well, like, I feel like, the, I mean, like, there is that, like, of what really? the economy kind of does to people and such, where, like, that's what I've kind of read in reviews. I, I haven't seen they it need yet, money, but I'm just saying. They take their clothes off. Yeah. Listen, I'm just saying. It's not a at bunch all. of dudes no, shaking their ass. Well, no, you've seen it, so that's why I'm, I'm yeah. just saying, versus someone who has been, like, Let women have their their own showgirls as well, all right? Let them, you know... Every once in a while, like, listen, we gave showgirls winking. Let's go to this one. Let's let's have you guys, you girls, can ogle a bunch of male strippers for a while. Right? But you know, the thing about stripping is that people sense it as a as a, a profession that you have to do only if you're in dire need of money. But there are people who that's their gig, and they that's their you it's know they they have a pride in it. They're right. professionals, and they're dancers. And they do it as a point of pride. I mean, like no, come on. I'm not talking about. Franks, you know? I'm talking about ones that really apply, <laughs> right, right, like right. professional okay. waiters. You're right. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's I a kind trade of, almost at some point. Yeah, right. but this you have to see it. It wasn't like what, that what everybody was in dire me, need. What, what okay. surprises me is like when you go to Vegas. Like I would stay at the Rio, and uh, they that's where the Chippendales guys they got they have a Chippendale show. So as you're walking out, you just it's photos of Chippendales, and I'm thinking for all the shit that I've heard my whole life about. You know, oh, you men, you only care about exterior facial features and so chicks with big boobs, blah, blah, blah. If you covered just a, a small part of their face, it's their clones. They look identical. They all have the same frame, the same height, the same hairstyle. Most of the time, the same hair color. There's one the blonde same guy. Really cute leather vest. Yes, that's <laughs> also true. Uh, same wardrobe. But then you look at the ones that the, uh, the female shows they have the, on the other wall. Um, oh. And uh, different heights, different skin colors, different hairstyles. 
Uh, different boob sizes. Now, yes, uh, most of them just. But you know what? You just picked implants, up on is something that was very clever. I mean, boom, boom, boom. I mean, you know, joke, Mitch. That men get more variety. It's they they sense that men want a you know a whole. Something new, something yeah, new. Yeah, to yeah. choose from. But women give them all the same thing, just some thrusting abs, yeah, and right. they don't care. I mean, that's interesting. I never thought about it. Look at you, Mitch. That's some you deep. This is more than post racing. This is more than post racing. This is really messed up. I never man. thought about that. You're right. It is. I mean, it is. It is kind of. I think that. I mean, I think. I don't think that women necessarily put the Chippendales together. I think it was like one gay guy who was like, "Listen, I got to get mine too," but. You, you, you. But I bet way. you I could Listen, sneak it in I've come up if with I a, say it's for women. A great new grift. Let me tell you. It's called Chippendales. Yeah. <laughs> because Allow me to show every, you the story. everything I've seen that's like, that's, that's uh, supposedly porn for women or that kind of thing, uh, only gay dudes like it. And uh, the chicks I know who are, I'm, yeah, Playgirl, definitely Playgirl. It's like I, when Levi I've Johnson never, was I've never Playgirl. known a girl who was like, oh my God, the new episode of, or issue of Playgirl's out. 50 Shades never. of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey, man, is changing the world. Oh, that's true. But that's that's written erotica. That's always been around for chicks. I know, but that's that what woman, Cosmo that's is. Been around for that woman's making a million dollars a week. Mitch <laughs> <laughs> is a very Mitch oh, has got totally. a long beef with it. Twilight fan of fiction. It literally that's what it was. <laughs> that's the, what it started. The, yes, the, right. They started as Twilight fan fiction, and to me, that's you know that? that's just somebody making a bet, and they, you know, they're like somewhere. They're like, ah, I told you it was gonna work. I would have done the same thing in high school. I did do the same thing in high school. As I wrote a, a, oh, a big you fake. Wrote erotica. You I wrote, clearly did not do the same thing. Uh, in high yeah, from the female Otherwise. point of view. I, I, there was no live journal <laughs> when I was jealousy? when I was in high school. Okay, <laughs> it is. It's some real you know hateration bubble yeah, up in this right You know what's weird is like the amount of mine was forty six shades of gray, and it did it in thirty seven less pages. I'm trying to think of how to how to get into it without like getting really vulgar, but it's a. <laughs> Effectively, the kind of shit I've seen snippets of this shit, Fifty Shades of Grey, and I'm just like, this is, this is weak. This is like light saw stuff. But the amount of chicks that I've met, you know, that that this appeals to the, uh, I guess, soccer mom porn kind of people, uh, think I'm just like this depraved, fucked up freak. And it's like, but they'll go home and they'll read about it. But then you, they come over, you pull out a paddle, and suddenly they're like, listen, I don't know who you've been killing in your basement. And you're like, listen, this is not... <laughs> now all of a sudden, wow. now we're all on board. And you want Because know... it's Twilight fan fiction. Why? But if a guy who actually looks like he gets into that shit comes up to you on the street, see, it's let's call the see. cops, and this dude might... See where it comes you from. Know. See, well, see no, but well you know what? I always say that shit. men, women will never want it to be seen in their bra and their panties, but they'll put on a bikini in, in a second. But if you step in on them and they're brought up, it's like, oh, my gosh. I said, yeah. it's the same thing. It just has some tropical palms on it. Well, you see, it's, that makes it more. You're right. More, I, 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 think, I think bikinis are uh, ugh, ugly. But <laughs> hottest thing a woman could wear, no makeup, sweatpants, no top, no Fabulous. bra. Oh. Just topless and sweatpants wow. with no makeup because wow. that's intimate. You know character. who's going to see that? Three people in the world are ever going to see her look like that. Uh-huh. I know that's okay. right. You know what I'm talking about. I hear you. I hear you. you know? All right. That's I'm, not. I'm do that from the tree. One night stands don't walk around your house Very looking nice like that. Though, but not They'll good. never that's go out of that. You know what I'm saying? They well, won't go to the grocery store in sweatpants and a t-shirt right. unless they're about to throw up out of every hole just because they're – and they're like – and they're covering their face up and they got like 12 hoodies. Like, nobody look at me. That's the only time to leave the house without some kind of – Makeup and everything else. So you see him in that vulnerable. It's like, 
that's a that's sexy, that's right? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Wow, yeah, so. I can dig it. I usually I put flip flops on to that, but I yeah, I can do that too. <laughs> You're into the flip flops? Well, the same thing as you said in flip flops. I'll do it. We have kind of a Sarah Palin thing we do that I don't want to talk about. Okay. What in the, the world? <laughs> please, the flip please, flops. baby. Come on. That's the sound of, a, of an entire world of people going, what the <laughs> devil? I know. <laughs> Me too. Pray I'm tell. frightened. Oh, baby. I'm okay. Sorry. Okay. Whoosh. That was a conversation stopper. <laughs> 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 that was everyone like, just like, well, wait, is it? Sarah Palin wears flip-flops. Flippy-floppies. She's from Alaska. They don't have exactly. flip-flops in Alaska. They have one those, okay, fantasy, those tennis rackets, right? You're into, hey, we'll encroach back on you. Look, man, I'm not here to uh, judge. Whatever okay. you're into, man. Sarah Palin or otherwise. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> this is something, speaking of Sarah Palin, bringing it back. Black people in Hollywood. Boom. You were uh, talking about earlier, once asked you about Long Walk Home. So you're talking about oh you go all, they go all in on black, 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 right? Wow. It's like blackity, black, black. Yeah, like, that's the unfortunate, black. real quick, I had an article I was going to bring up that you had tweeted the other night. And I was like, oh, good. We can get into this conversation. Now the whole show is going to be about black Hollywood. All right, go ahead. I can no, do that. No. That's fine. That's fine. I don't mind. I'm just saying. Hey, hey. That wasn't the intention. You had your turn, Hollywood. You know, we can get, you know. <laughs> we go yeah. ride that BET Awards residual all the way No. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. But you know, it's funny. When you talk about black Hollywood, you essentially are just end up talking about white folks. So it won't be about just black Hollywood. No. It's oh, I don't mind. I'm not this is not about I'm just saying I don't I don't one subject the whole show. I don't care what the subject is. I always worry about just having one subject. It's not weird? straight one oh, topic. No, 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 no. No, no, we'll go no, we, settle down. We won't. We'll we, be okay. We'll move around. It'll be all right. all right. I just, I just like so that experience of because I like your art kind of uh, career wise. You go from a project like that, and then you're on the Cosby Show, which is Bill Cosby and his sort of like educational master thesis. Oh yeah, with fatherhood, mm -hmm. and then you your next kind of big role, if you're looking at just kind of like hitting some real like marquee stuff, is all black female casts really on Living Single for the most part. You've got some. Some male actors, but it, you know, it was originally My Girls, right? That was the original name of the show. Yeah. You're so right. on Channel right. Double Zero? Really uh, awesome. Yeah, it is Appreciate towards the end of the TV spectrum. I, I've told Mitch that the only two black channels are at the end of the TV guide. It's literally, they just put TV One and BET at the fucking end is of the TV. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zero. The wow. TV Zero, the you, you can't even give us a digit, Mitch. No, you want to know why we encroaching on you. <laughs> ah, We're coming, ah. we coming for the lampshade too, Mitch. Here's where, here's where, coming for the here's curtains. where you're going to look silly. That's a public enemy song. She watched Channel Zero. That was she me. watched. She watched. She watched Channel Zero. That was your black test, Mitch. Re we retreat. We retreat. retreat. That's why Stand I called down. it Channel Zero I just now. Stand down. Stand Sorry, it's down. TV One. Move from Channel Zero. <laughs> TV One. But no, I mean, like that's fifty kind of, years. You're up a digit. Move on. I like, love it. I mean, I guess that's kind of the thing, though. It's just like so to be in projects like that. That's very atypical. I feel like for a lot of people, experience so, like be on a show that's five seasons that's like predominantly black cast. You know, that's right. what is that kind of? That's pretty unusual. What kind of like how like how is that kind of compared to your other set work? You and know, eight like, on Cosby. Was there like yeah. any like what well, like any difference you feel like between the sets and those and the vibes that kind of went on over time versus like some of the other projects you've gone in that are more like the traditional kind of guest appearances that you kind of pop in for? Or? Do you mean the difference between them? Yeah, like or is there anything I'm like like is there anything that you felt like was more distinctive with working with like an all black cast? Well, said. you know what? It's something that Mitch said when we first got here is that you, he said, you know, he, you said something about, uh, you know, the newsletter and you, you just said, uh huh. <laughs> and it's that kind of, you know, that you don't even need to say much. You're just dealing with people who it's all inside jokes, baby. 
maybe that's one reason why they're afraid of, uh, of, of that it won't translate. But right. the truth is, when you're around a black cast, a lot of you have similar experiences as if you were at home, you know, with an Italian family. So that's the difference. I don't think I share much with most Italian family. You don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I well, there you Phoenix, go. it wasn't like it wasn't like a lot of. He's a bad example. It was but, forget, but I know. But you know. Yeah. Well, well that's the problem. Place? I don't. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't belong to any group. I think that's why I don't. I don't like culture and lineage because I don't. I don't have like. I never had that like. Because we're all blank, you know, no. other than just white. But that to me was just boring. No, I mean, yeah. you know, but that's the only, that's but, yeah. it. I mean, you know, yeah. you're, you're really just working around personalities after that point. I mean, in fact, you might not have much in common because there's not many black people from Arizona. I probably have more in common maybe with Mitch and the way I think maybe because I'm just, you know, a Southwestern person and maybe with we you come too because you're from Texas. Kind of, yeah, you come out of a very similar kind of cultural exactly. psychology. And yeah. Latifah's from New Jersey and I have nothing in common with anybody in New Jersey. Right. But you know, I mean, she's no. I mean, she might <laughs> be a, yeah, yeah. talk to Tony. <laughs> you know, oh, wait, so I queens, mean, you know, queens, right? that's as no, I say. No. We, that's just the beginning of the conversation, and that's just it. I mean, we're talking about the new show, Girls, which I really love, but it has no black people in it. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that is weird being in Brooklyn, and I think that that is kind of interesting that she voided that for her point of view. I look, she can do what she wants; it's her show. But I have to say that. That would have happened from my point of view if right. I did a show called Girls. I think the thing that's interesting about like Living Single in particular is that it came out like I realize it's it's a little bit different from Sex in the City, which Mitch is a huge fan of uh, and owns most of the DVD copies of. But like I oh, feel like it's different it. in the sense that like <laughs> that. it it has male characters that are that are more focal as leads and episodes will kind of revolve around them. But there is a very similar kind of vibe. Even though Living Single predates uh, Sex in the City, but Friends, I feel like, is the one that I see compared a lot with. Mm. Living Single comes before Friends, and it's the same New York experience, you know, but it's almost like, like, do the looking glass style. If you just did Friends, except you're like, ah, what well, do you know, there's like... an urban legend connected to Friends in Living Single. Go on. All right, so <laughs> let's move as. Let's move as. The, the, the guy who runs CBS right now used to run uh, Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. And I know less for a long time. He used to run Lorimar. And I've been acting for so long that I did a couple of movies for Lorimar. But anyway, long story short, he we do Living Single, and the next year, Friends pops up. <laughs> well, John Hinton always said, uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, that was awesome. <laughs> I need that when I'm walking around. <laughs> so John Hinton always said that he said they, you remember how you said that thing was called my girls? Mm -hmm. Well, they came with a list of names, my girls, blah, 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 blah. And friends. Oh, damn. So oh, damn. they chose living single. It's a Pruder film all over again. And son. next, oh, the shit, next year, it. it's so generic. <laughs> the six white people in New York, like our cast. Except, except. Except go. we gonna shift the balance a little bit oh, and shit. make it three and three, <laughs> so that they know they don't know. It's just like it's just like when you went to the you know Juke Jive and then you came back uptown with the same song, but you just slowed it down a little bit for the for the white people, and then you went to the top of the Billboard charts and nobody ever heard of the dude who had originated it. There you at go, the Cotton Club. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's exactly what that that to somebody. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And you know, if it's a recipe that works, then they just mixed it with a different, you know. Right, a lot of people. I just think I think it's interesting that like just like the whole black and Hollywood thing, like it's one of those things where like it's not just you don't just get accomplishments the same way that other people do because there is there is that sense of like there is a sense of larger feet behind it. Like with like with Tony and I with you, like you riding a racer and like you know like looking into that, and I didn't realize this, but I was looking into it and I saw that you 
uh, you're, you're the first black screenwriter with a script that grossed over a hundred million dollars, which is like you think about that and you're like, damn, that's like <laughs> that's an impressive thing, especially like back in, like in the '90s before like everything was I'm just the like Jackie Robinson, right? But you're like you're kind of just like when you think about it in that perspective. I watched the episode of the Boondocks on Adult Swim recently, where like there's the first black dude who came up with a screenplay and he's a slave or whatever. So like it was like real fresh in my mind, and I was like, fucking hey, that shit is mad impressive, son. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like you don't just get accomplishments the same way other people get accomplishments. Like someone else gets a hundred, like hundred million dollars given. It's like yeah, high five Tuesday. You know mm. what I mean? But it's not like a fucking. It's not like the th- like you know like that's a fucking like I'm the champ, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you said that. That's nice of you to say. Thank you. Well, no, I mean you definitely deserve kudos for that because that's it's certainly. I mean, like it is an mm-hmm. impressive thing, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's like it, does that is that a thing that you were ever conscious of? Like as it was happening when you were yeah. But at the same time, I was just conscious of trying to. Uh, stay in the game and write a picture, you know, mm-hmm. and and not get fired and all that stuff. So uh, that was a that was sort of like a side benefit of the whole thing, you know, to go down in history for this very sort of obscure, to be an obscure black first. Right, that should be a club. <laughs> <laughs> you know, We're putting obscure black first on the board. That's gonna <laughs> obscure black first. Obscure black first. Uh, it needs to be a website. They, go Riffopolis. Did, make it happen. Did you get bothered left and right to do a bunch of weird rewrites after that for shitty films? Mm. Yes. <laughs> um, good you ask. You know the 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 funny thing is the the script I sold uh, got a nice reputation for being clever or smart. I was trying to write a John le Carre novel, you know, in the form of a script. So I was trying to be real suave about it. I don't know uh, who that is. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no Tinker thing. Taylor. Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. You know, my the, dad the loves king, that shit. The king yeah. of the spy novels. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to write something like that. Uh, when the script got sold and got around, I'm working. Suddenly, I find myself working for Oliver Stone. I'm working for Mel Gibson on some really top-notch projects mm-hmm. then the picture eraser comes out a decent picture but suddenly people are saying okay there's these terrorists and they, they're they're holding a building no no, no. <laughs> there's these terrorists they're down in a cave and only this heroic spelunker can save the people from the terror you know what i'm saying yeah. so the career changed after the picture came out too because the picture was kind of dumbed down right from what i'd written but sure. I was very happy to still be, as I say, to be in the game. Is that is that a weird thing where you have an idea and then like it, you see it just get just perverted in some way, and then people come back with just like the most increasingly absurd scenarios for you, and you're like, I never, this is not how it was supposed to be. Do you understand? I was I was spy novel, baby. Don't you see, Gary Oldman? <laughs> that only happened to me one time on that on that picture. Because uh, I knew when they hired Arnold Schwarzenegger, when they gave the picture to Arnold Schwarzenegger, it was going to be a different kind of picture. And I accepted yeah, he'll that. erase you. I was very happy with that <laughs> also. But uh, I walked onto the uh, the Warner Brothers lot one time to, to have a production meeting. We were doing rewrites. And there were all these pictures of rubber alligators. Oh, man. And somebody had said, let's put some r- rubber alligators in this fucking picture. And I, that was kind of new and news to me. And I was I was taken aback. After I accepted the rubber alligators, everything was, was fine. You know, I, I made my piece. Eraser, that is like the like every time I hear Eraser, I'm like, is that the one with the alligators? With the alligators. And because it, it's just like, you're just like, yeah. he's like, yes, yeah, all right, this is like, I'm, yeah, this movie is pretty, what the? Alligators. alligators. About the witness protection program, we got to have alligators. People usually say alligators and Vanessa Williams. Yes. That's yes. how they know is about that, is, that, is that like the, if you just looked at the like, Google history of Eraser, Eraser, like, well, this could be any alligator. 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 Just go ahead alligators. and throw Vanessa yeah. Williams in there just to save exactly. the trip, if you will, for the Exactly. So that's what it's known for. But, you know. Uh, that was playing at the theater when I worked in a movie theater in high school for three months. Oh, yeah? I was there the whole. It was, when I when I started there, it was you in the big theater. In, and by the time I left, it was in the, the smaller theater. 
It was marked down. So I was there through it. It's it's three it's or four months cycle. run. It was yeah. very nice. Yeah. Somewhere uh, Twister, a, a brilliant Hunchback montage. of Notre Dame, oh. Dragonheart. Uh, oh what was Mission that movie? Impossible was out that Wire, barbed wire. What was the one with Pamela Anderson? Anderson. Stan Lee. Oh Something yeah. wire, barbed wire? Barbed wire, barbed wire. Yeah. I, Very good. I, wow. I would love There's to see All a these Independence Day. Of <laughs> all you, that. That like was that summer. Working in the theater, like seeing. Wearing a cummerbund in the little in the little bow tie. You wore a like big release in the big theater. Yeah, that ruffled shirt, the cummerbund, little bow tie. There you go. Blues. Blue. What were you doing? In there, Mitch. Suspenders? What were you working in? What were you working? I was, uh, he was the groom. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was a wedding chapel in Vegas. You, you, okay, from Arizona, you'd know Harkins. Yes. Harkins was like, that's that's like the theater in Arizona. It's Harkins. It was a Harkins. So they had this, they, they have, they, they had for fucking, I, they still do it. They still, people still look like fucking assholes when you go there, but they just change the colors slightly every, I don't know, millennium or so. And at this time, it was turquoise, white, and black. So the cummerbund was like this bright fuck turquoise. So was oh the gosh. stupid bow tie. And then I wore a white ruffled shirt and black dress pants. And then they w- maybe wear black suspenders, which I didn't like. And I, I would I'd say, well, look, I refuse to wear that. And they'd say, why? I'm like, because, you know, I have German lineage and this reminds me uh, of Nazis. Suspenders. And I don't, you know, get into that. I don't it's have funny. German money. After the turquoise cummerbund and the ruffles, right? now you I'm say you've gone too the line. far. Listen, I am a man <laughs> and I have dignity. You understand me? You well, that's the thing is, I if this is baby blue, I'm walking out this bitch. I don't have German lineage, and I don't actually, I just wanted, like, something to be, like, like I just wanted to take a stand and be like, God, I fucking hate you people. Like, I just Did hate you have to wear flair? Like, uh, flair? like you've currently, flair. you're currently wearing some flair now. <laughs> they made me take out my flair. It's true. They were a flareless establishment. I, at the time, I had all, I used to wear earrings uh, up and down my ears, and they were like, no. Nah. Not in the, not in the Harkins world. No, people see that shit and they're not in the move, mood to see movies. Cumberbund, yes. Yeah, Flair, no. Apparently, for whatever reason, you're you're not going to buy popcorn from a guy I with an ear or some shit. I don't yeah. know. I'm no, fucking. He he won't give enough butter. Right? No, exactly. You know? <laughs> Listen, every time I'm I did, on the actually, fence about something, I will say this: I feel like had everybody filled popcorn the way that I did the popcorn, uh, they would have made a lot more money on the popcorn <laughs> because. Here's the way you do the popcorn, right? What kind of budget right? increase is that? I'm dying to hear somebody do this. What kind of, what kind of here's revenue you, is now, this? Here's the problem. Oh, I've always wondered. You go to a movie theater, right? And, and they do this now at the Arclight. So I feel like that's sort of this. Your is, method They kind of do this. Kind of. They, they did, yeah. They, you ask for popcorn for many years. In fact, still to this day in most movie theaters. You ask for popcorn and they say, you want butter? <laughs> popcorn up to the rim and then they sprinkle that shit on top. Mm-mm. That's just... You get it all over your hands, and the rest of it, you're looking for the buttery popcorn, right? right? And by the time you find it, it's at the bottom, and it's just butter. It's like a solid chunk of butter, and then you don't ever want popcorn for, it's like, fair. six it's months because you right. throw up because it's too much butter all at once. The way to do it is one scoop, butter. Another scoop, butter. Another butter. scoop, very light butter on the top so that they know That's that there's right. butter inside, and they're getting butter the whole way down. There's surprise butter coming, and it's butter. all throughout. Now, Arclight does a half and half. I did three layer. They do two layer. That's better than Listen, one Listen, I don't want to say I'm the proprietor. You understand me? But my <laughs> recipe saying, has never been duplicated. I have figured that shit out. That's what I said back then. When somebody said butter, I said, I got you, butter. Don't put these I fucking suspenders it. on me. I've got another layer of butter what? to put down. Teddy, fucking he's a. right. If you do the popcorn right, you come back. You yeah. don't even know. The, it's the, the little things. It it's is. It's the little things that make the experience. I go to Landmark awesome. because I think that they do really good popcorn. 
and they the service is good. I really believe that that's he's right. I'm you all know about what it the ArcLight. You know, if you, if, yeah. you, if, really? if you follow that through, I, me too. ArcLight right there on uh, at oh, the yeah, dome. It's awesome. Oh, I got my dome awesome. seats for uh, uh, Dark Knight. Oh, oh yeah, Dark Knight Returns. What is it? Oh, you guys oh, look yeah. 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 Whatever we're calling it, we're the pretty, Batman. We're pretty. We geeked out. So I've got my dome seats. You're psyched for that. I'm fucking opening night, midnight. I'm there. Because to me, that picture feels like homework. Huh? To me, Why? that picture feels like well, because it feels like an obligation. Like you have to go see it. Like it's homework. Because now yeah, you've seen the other two, obligation. and it's like, all right, I got to go see it. You know. But I'm not. I'm not. I can't say I'm excited about it. You're excited. I don't want to be. I but was just telling him before. I don't want to be because it's it, it's never helped to be excited, and I've been burned way too many times by being excited about films. Mm. Thank you, George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Really, I mean, I'm telling sneak you, sneaking the jab, Mitch. George Lucas with them three prequels. It's like I was like, oh my god, more Star Wars. And he's like, yeah, and I was like, I want to see it, and then he just slaps you, and you're like, what? What was what? George he's like, no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. I got another one, I got another one, and you're like, you're gonna slap like, me again, aren't you? And he's like, no, 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 that was just this the time first for sure. It's, it's been a while since. <laughs> hey, Rocky, just come hey, in, hey. come in, slaps you with his dick, and he's like, oh, you're like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and then the third one, he's like, okay, I got one more, and you're like. Now you, you gotta see slap it, me again. Because it's aren't like you? homework. Didn't you see the didn't you yeah. see the third of those prequels because it was like homework? Well, you yeah, that one. You know, that one, yes. That one because yeah. I was like, like I have to now. It's the most abusive. I knew I was gonna get hit, I, and I did. Oh, he just oh, and, and then he peed on me on the way out of the theater, just from a from the balcony. I got your money, and just right on my head. <laughs> Fuck you, George Lucas. <laughs> but what about you know? I'm looking forward to Catwoman. Isn't that Anne Hathaway? What oh, do you think please. is going to happen? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I'm sorry. Kat. No, well, well, let me know. I want to know. What do you think? Is she going to be sexy? What? It, why? Why her? She got. She got a. She got a. She looks like the Joker. I mean, just <laughs> naturally, she's got that wide face. If she smiles at the. Was about Anne Hathaway? That was a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I'm good. telling you. It's good. Hold on. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, the Anne Hathaway without eyebrows thing? I'll show you this. Tell me, she Hold doesn't on. look just like the Joker. I'm. I'm not even. She looks. Like the Joker. What are no, you? What I'm, are you? What are you whipping up? Well, watch this. Watch, no watch this. Watch this. I'm not. I'm not crazy. Typist. I'm not crazy on this. Oh my goodness! Tell me that she doesn't look like the Joker. Wow. What is that? That's just <laughs> like, if you Photoshop out her eyebrows. Looks <laughs> really is she weird. All right? right? No, okay. No, here's no, the original. No, here's the original. No, with eye, even oh, with oh, eyebrows, she still. But they messed Joker. with her teeth and everything. I thought oh, no, no, they still... didn't. She thought that she. <laughs> See, that's her with and without. So there's I with. Said, there's wow. without. Wow. So either way, still Jokerish looking. That's right? amazing. You could do it. You could get away with it if you needed to. I'm just saying. Right. That's you know what? You know what? I feel like it's very sad. You're haunting my dreams. I trust her. Uh, more without eyebrows. I feel like this should not work She's that way. You know who looks good without eyebrows is that R- Runa Mara. Runa Mara. Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Mara. Sorry. Remember? Uh, the girl with the, the dragon, dragon tattoo. tattoo. Still I haven't seen that. that. Oh, oh wait a minute. Did you see the original one? Mm-mm. The Swedish? Mm. Okay, what you waiting for, man? That's just up your alley. Trust and believe. You're going to love that. Okay. Have you I read the books either, Mitch? Have you read anything? I don't look. Um, you illiterate son of First, I'll I, the I've got one. the soundtrack because Trent Reznor made it. So Trent Reznor. I'm like, I'm there. Oh, Killing it was awesome. It was awesome. It really it was, was good. good. It was a good soundtrack. It was really it was good. awesome. No, but I mean, really? the picture was good. And the yeah. picture has, you know, sort Go of. Go see it. It's like Fight Club, but with Swedish people. 
Okay. Well, no, would no you so have you seen both the the Swedish version and the American yes. remake? What is your recommendation as someone? Mitch and I are both totally ignorant of the series. We know it is a thing. We have no we have no knowledge of the books. The I do have books. a theory before you even Stop answer. It, Mitch. Okay. No, it's got nothing to do with that film. Okay. Okay. Uh, just, a, just a theory. <laughs> hey, you got it. For example, about, about the Euro crisis. <laughs> I get the kind of show this is now. Oh, God, Galileo was talking back in the day. Uh, I'm into like uh, weird Japanese horror films, right? And not just the gory ones that like uh, like Ichi the Killer. That's awesome and shit. But I'm talking also the ones that went mainstream, like The Mm. Ring. Right. And uh, uh, oh, it's killing me. Uh, one missed call, and uh, what was the one? The the Ring is the the stairway. (laughs) One in the stairway, and the girl walks around backwards, like. Oh, what was that one? The ring oh, too? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember what it's called. The it was it, Sarah Michelle Geller was in it. Oh, oh yeah, that mm. one. That was not the a curse. The, yeah, cur- I, that, whatever. Grudge, it was. The, grudge. the grudge. The grudge. The grudge. Okay, we'll find so, it eventually. No, not the curse. The grudge. Come on, be more specific. <laughs> so, uh, the grudge. I saw the Japanese version first and loved it. Mm-hmm. Saw the American remake and mm-hmm. was like, this is a total pile of shit. Mm-hmm. The Ring saw the American version first, loved it. Saw the Japanese version and I was like, this is a little cheesy. Now, friends of mine saw the Ring ones in opposite order mm. and thought the Japanese one was better. And so, I'm wondering, I don't know if it's the order you see them, you just attach yourself, if you like the story, you attach yourself to the first one and everything else is a that cheap ripoff. I don't know. Interesting. Your so, first one, you okay. remember, right? Like you, so that's, you lose uh, your cherry to the to the yeah. you know, the ring from Japan. And that's but I've fucked way better girls than the first girl I fucked, <laughs> so that doesn't... Well, you're lucky. <laughs> so that being said, you've set the stage now. I'm not going to pursue that no, 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 For your sake. Well, you know, wait, wait a minute. Who's the other girl in the other dragon tattoo? Uh, uh, Numi Rapace. Okay, Numi Rapace from from, um, from Prometheus. Prometheus. Did you see Prometheus? Oh, I haven't seen Prometheus. I've heard oh, terrible okay. things about it. All right, well, she was the one good thing about it. Okay, she was great. She's a really good actress. So, when so you she don't plays want to the Alien the, series the, more yes, than it's already. She's the Tony Weaver of that. Oh, Rooney in that one. Okay. Let me tell you, they got two strong actresses, and that's usually you don't find that like they're the you know. Really, I mean, who doesn't love Charlie Theron? I'm with you. Yeah. Come on, I yeah, mean, yeah. What, no. Now I'm talking about oh, the, the Rooney, Swedish picture and the Dragon Tattoo. That Rooney Mara, yeah, Rooney Mara is smaller than Nomi Rapace. Nomi Rapace is sturdy. So if you look at that real like Norwegian build, you know, yeah, but there's something to that when you put two different women together who's playing the same role, but they have two different feelings. As you say, vulnerable. You say the one without the makeup versus blah blah blah. You gotta see that, and you almost can't pick because they're both so good. Is this like Black Swan? No. Okay. Lord have mercy. No. Lord have mercy. No. Lord have mercy. That was oh, a deep moment. I know. I know. I all over. That was like a real, no. just like, should I, how should you I, no. I, you pulled it back, no. like, how should I say no? I'm just going no. real deep. And we want to work I'm in saying, this town again, you know. We, please. We, we I have a career here. Unlike you guys. What are you talking about, We got stakes here. So, hey, Whiffin Headquarters got all the stakes. No, of course. Of course. That's where we're missing. But no, so you're so I yeah it's a, it's a it's we just like, put down Ridley Scott. No, you did. I did. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I don't know. George Lucas. Lucas. You said Mitch two did. girls playing like Mitch put kind down of everybody. Yeah. So I was blaming on the South East. Teddy co-signed. Put it on the South I'm out of it. Please. Hey. I said there was no opinions espoused Let during me just any go, part of that. Go back. Go ahead, go ahead, you know what? Wait a minute though. Who directed the one with Rooney Mara? 
Who, who's really Fincher. 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 That's what yeah, the yeah. other one doesn't have Fincher. So the the problem is. Oh no, it's got Ridley has, Scott. Yeah, yeah. No, not no, Prometheus. No, no, Prometheus. We're Girl talking about Dragon Girl with Dragon Tattoo. I know, and you said the other one. The, no, uh, no, no, the no, Swedish I mean, one. The Swedish version doesn't have Fincher. What? What? <laughs> Rooney. Okay, let me no, just. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's refocus. I got it. Let's refocus. He's good. He's let me back. just put He's you like good. this, because this is for all the fans the that are out there. The fans understand that the truth is they're both. It's it's like a tie, and that rarely happens. Okay. But this in this case, they did it. Okay. Okay. So you would say because I feel like that's the other thing too, especially when you bring out, especially when you've you got like, did you read, did you read either the books or yeah. anything beforehand before you saw the movie? So he like, did. Did. you've got you've got the original source material with the author with, mm-hmm. with who's got his own history and the books have their own history. Oh and yeah. Such. So to go in and do the the straight up, well, we're gonna Hollywood it up and bring our own version over here. Like it's an even higher standard than usual. I feel mm-hmm. like for that case because you've got something like The Ring where everyone's like. All right, you're mm-hmm. gonna do the, the Japanese, like the J craze or whatever. This we're making horror movies. All right, we'll see what right. you do with it. But like in this one, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a, I feel like an added depth with this because mm-hmm. with these books, you know, because added challenge, degree of difficulty. Right. So yeah. you would say and that they pulled it off. That's your. They yes. pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. No. The the the, the, the American the the Fincher girl with the dragon tattoo is a terrific picture, and it's it's dark and it's funky and it sounds like that soundtrack. I mean, that soundtrack really does help it. Ooh. But but the vibe of the picture. The guy's got good control of vibe, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a, you, you, you'd get a kick out of it. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Good picture. But what? Why'd you bring up Black Swan though? I'm confused oh, now. Because like, you said the two hot leads. I, you were, yeah, because you were talking about the two hot leads, and so I. And his I, mind I, went right there. I thought you were strongly. I didn't say hot leads because I'm. Damn it, Tony! Damn it, Tony! I'm sorry. He I didn't realize that you leads. were. I didn't realize you were comparing two different, two films. different films. I thought you were talking about one film that had two girls that were both strong. So I was thinking. Got it. Never mind. Okay. Fuck it. Did you like Black Swan? No, did not. Did not care for the Black Swan. Yeah, didn't have Charlize Theron, like, to take it back there. She was <laughs> awesome in Prometheus. Listen, I liked the Natalie Portman masturbation scene. That was awesome. I missed that. Uh, I see the same of course you did. I like any scene <laughs> was short. where like Mila Kunis is, like, staring at the camera like oh, she's right. going to just fucking go at it like a tiger. I'm into that. Uh, but really, you know, when you get down to it, it's a movie about some fucking uppity cunt. It's a ballerina. Oh, <laughs> oh, and like, oh, hey, like and her fucking on? crazy psycho mom. And uh, I mean, you know, yes, you did. You did describe the plot of that. And you know plot. what? And it's it got like an Oscar. high society bullshit. I just, I can't. I'm so you like, couldn't, you couldn't get into. Like, it. look, I don't care about any of these people or their industry. It was like a darker version of Center Stage, basically. Mitch. Never saw that. Oh, I, I never know. saw that. Is that also about uh, uppity cunts? I, I, well, I, 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 hey, okay. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it was on ABC Family, first of all. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I guess me, not. I me guess and my lady taped it to watch on a casual Sunday, okay? Sarah so Palin was on CNN, know. but that doesn't mean that she's not still an uppity cut. It doesn't matter where they come stage, from. Okay? The bouquets were had. It was a good time for everybody. Oh, uh, center stage. But, okay, so well, Prometheus, though. you were so, you're, you, did, oh, you both, did you both way. see Prometheus? Yeah. You, I'm surprised y'all haven't. I will... Worth seeing. Uh, so worth seeing. I didn't so want to go I didn't for Michael Fassbender. Go memories. for Michael Fassbender. No, hold on. I didn't. I didn't want to like. I mean, I, I I grew up on the Alien, the first two Alien films. Loved the shit out of them. The third one, I was like, eh, something's a little wrong. But I was too young to really articulate what the hell it was. Then it just went fucking off the rails. And so to hear that he was sort of, kind of, but it's not really Alien. Mm. I was like, I know that I'll be watching the whole time, thinking of Alien. 
and it's just going to fuck up. It's it's Honestly. like the it's like the prequels. Uh, it's, <laughs> I can't. I've been scarred. You know this what I mean. This is I'm this is the shot. ghost of George Lucas shot. right now. George Lucas Mitch was really... about to buy a ticket on Fandango, and then George Lucas just danced on his shoulder, and he was like, hey, "No, Lucas, I won't give you the satisfaction." <laughs> Threw his laptop at the wall. And I we made a prequel. <laughs> I think visually you might dig some of the stuff. Fastbender playing that android mm-hmm. is no joke. Well, so this is like on the you got are you both sci-fi yes. aficionados? Yes. You yes. both sci-fi because this is what I was gonna yes. say with Concrete Park. Right, so this is yes. damn. Graphic. We got uh-huh. to it before I did. Boom. All right, oh, oh bitch. That's how we do it. I was like, I, I was like, oh, I know how I can get it. this in. I can get this <laughs> in. Well, you turn. were dazzled by the so, black swan thing. I'm a stealth brother, baby. You don't understand. I was doing this 20 <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, so so like you're, you're both big sci-fi fans. So yes. like so, uh, Concrete Park is the new the graphic novel that you're, you're taking with you to ComCon and you're you're on the panel about it. Mm-hmm. Star Course Comics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So, how much like what 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 particularly with science fiction is kind of your attraction? Because I know for me, like I was always a big fan of the like fantasy novels, like the Tolkien and the mm-hmm. like, you know, and mm-hmm. and like uh, a lot of those kind of novels where it was like it was science is that fiction. Considered sci-fi well, I feel like it's fantasy? like it's fantasy sci-fi because okay. it's like it's grounded in that sense of realness, but also mm-hmm. it's like it's like a, a sort of a paradigm shift. They're of all under the same convention hall. Yeah, and all nerds will be there. That's yep. true. Uh, That's true. <laughs> Thank you. But it, it is that <laughs> sense of of, yeah. of 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 escapism within staying within the real, though. I feel like, and that's mm-hmm. the thing which I was always attracted to because you don't feel like, like I think that's one of the things Mitch and I've always liked, like with comics and stuff. Like it's a weird kind of escape you have making other people happy and laugh. So it's like not really escape, you know? Like your escape is like mm-hmm. giving other people an escape. So there, I always had that attraction to fantasy and such because like well you people are in like this weird fantasy world where you talk about wars it's like a thing that never happens again you know what do you but, mean like, you people <laughs> <laughs> so like what, what like what I is love your that in I never get to do this okay? I love that in Tropic Thunder you, you well played sir what well you played. mean what you mean you, you people? people so I would like uh, so each of you what is like your, what was your like main attraction kind of sci-fi like how did you fall into sci-fi and kind of figure out like this is my bag this is what oh. I do Tony you answer that because you're All a right. sci-fi writer you know I grew up in the 60s with Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. with Jack Kirby, with the Fantastic Four, the Silver Surfer, all that jazz. And to me, that was a very real kind of world to escape into. And of course, you know, there's uh, little boys have power fantasies and hero fantasies about all this stuff, but it seemed very grounded to me. I love the imagination. I love being able to trip off into that world. And that's where like a lot of those comics are kind of being rolled out for the first time too. Like but they getting, were trying it out. You're yeah. getting a lot of first editions of things right. that today kids are coming into and they're these well-established right. institutions and right. they have spin-offs mm. and they're all these know, properties. What but gave, like, what you, gave, saw it for the, you saw it grow. I was there. It. Yeah. The I Cuban was, Missile was Crisis, there. baby, I was there. But <laughs> I went to school and I went under my desk and I found a comic book and I was safe. But yeah. you know what did it? I'll tell you something. Yeah. Sputnik. Uh, this is really before your time, but 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 the launch. I know about Sputnik. I know, I know about Sputnik. I went to the bomb shop. He, and I, he I was, I saw, but the launch. Hold on. But the launch of Sputnik, <laughs> which freaked America out mm-hmm. in terms of the the Ruskies are beating us, and that's all through the Cold War sci-fi comics of the sixties or the, the Fantastic Four. That's why they launched the spaceship in the Fantastic Four because the Ruskies are going to beat us if we don't watch out. Yeah, I saw but, War Games. Yeah. Yeah. That, 
This feeling. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Not, so, not on the board. That goes, yeah, I, I saw, saw That's War a black first. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Sputnik, in a weird way, gave America... The only winning move is to not play. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Was Broderick in that? Yes, yeah. that's that picture. They're remaking The only winning course. move no, is not no, to play. No, that's the one. Anyway. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, it's going to do it. But, but uh, Sputnik gave America permission to go sci-fi crazy, and that's what happened to the comic books, too. And sci-fi was a great way to introduce things that had always been uh, in storytelling, like gods and goddesses, even Thor, you know, in the Marvel comics was kind of a sci-fi slant on mythology and everything. So that's I was what, surprised that I liked that movie. It was a good movie. I just saw Better it. than you thought it might it, be. It, oh, yes. that's a, then I found out right. Kenneth Bernard wrote it. And I was right. like, what? Yeah. 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 Right. Huh. Dig it. Good. Yeah. So anyway, that's how I got into sci-fi. And that's how I got into writing this stuff was I always liked that escapist stuff I found in comics. So where do you fall in the sci-fi spectrum? You know, I don't even know. I think I might have come to it, you know, just through him. I always maybe liked it, but I didn't realize how deep it was. Because sometimes it can be seem silly. Corny. Yeah. Corny. Well, and, I mean, you, you know, see, like, especially yeah. in day where, like, it's it's this, you've got the real life real role playing and such or whatever and it is. It can very easily be reduced to this, like, cultural kind of punchline. But, it, it like, there is great depth like to it. Punchline. Yeah, you know? no, there like, is. Like, and black people, it's funny, now I gotta bring it back oh. to black people, sorry. But no, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, but this is your black around. show. I think, I think, <laughs> I think basically around. tonight. Listen, we told, but, Ripopolis knows But wait a minute, when we saw Star Trek with Uhura, and those types of issues being talked about in the future that were really hard to see on television. I mean, you didn't, you really couldn't get them to talk about it, but they could talk about it in a futuristic sense by putting aliens in that position of black people, which, mm. which in a way was a way to talk about the black Negro problem. And that's why I think black people got into it because they could see that they was they were just talking about what Americans or the humans we're going through right now and that's why i dig it because i like star trek yeah and i think this is the thing that's interesting about what mm. you're saying tony with uh with i think it, uh, about concrete part as well like i was reading uh, some of the things and you were saying with the some of the art and the visuals and how it's this very sort of barren dystopian landscape mm. and it's you said it's baghdad it's cairo it's mm -hmm. mogadishu it's all of these third world landscapes that are very distant and foreign kind mm -hmm. of for people in our kind of culture and society right. but it's that sense of introducing very current events uh, in a sort of fantasy way, much like civil rights and equality with like a big blue guy in X-Men who was a beast being accepted yeah. by everybody. Mm. And and I feel like that's kind of that. It, it, listening to you talk about right. that, you can see that same kind of theme of trying to roll in the future, you know, but it's already present, but it is right. the future no, for some people. Sci-fi is always uh, a parable. It's about now. George Orwell wrote 1984 in 1948. And he said it was about the England he knew, where the stairwells all smelled like piss and gin, where there were ra rationing stamps for everything, where there was Big Brother, you know, they had just, they had just won the war, England, and yet lost the peace. And they were a, a poor nation coming back. And he said, this is a place susceptible, that would be susceptible to, uh, the kind of Big Brother government that he talked about in 1984. So, there's a lot of sci-fi that's it's about right now and it's a way of talking about right now in a safe and an interesting way and so of course the 60s sci-fi so many of those themes about the civil rights movement about oh this blue guy is, is your brother you know you're, we're all the same the blue guys i used to work with major barrett roddenberry she was the widow of uh, gene roddenberry oh, okay. and she talked about how that was that was his whole thing the whole crux of that show for him he had been in the war, World War II. He'd been in the Pacific. He'd served with people of different colors. He'd seen prisoners of war in the Pacific theater. And he wanted to make a sci-fi show in Star Trek that talked about, that had, A, had hope, 
that we would all make it to the future That's together. The fundamental. Right. That all of us of check off the Russian and Sulu, yeah. the Japanese guy, and and who are the you know that we'd all make and and the Vulcan guy too. We'd all make it there together. It was a very optimistic the singularity, show. and it yeah. was, and thank you. And all it was, right. but it was key to his vision. She said, That's right. "Was this group of people mm. that were mixed up?" And that was very so. I think that got us into sci-fi too. I, I went to I went to Georgia Romero with all the zombie stuff. <laughs> it's just people versus the bloodthirsty undead, and the brother lives to the end. Doesn't and matter. Then, Is that yeah. Wall Street? Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah. George it's, Romero. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. right. Living Dead. Was, yeah. uh, the the hero in the story was a black guy. Right. And then at the end, he's just they shoot him. It's just it. And it's, uh, there's no fanfare. Right. It's like I think that's one of them. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Oh. I, wait. But I I think for that time and 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 maybe you'd know better than I would. Uh, it, it for that time to be cheering throughout mm -hmm. an entire film for uh, for a black the leading black man mm -hmm. had to be strange. No, it was a big deal. No, it wasn't strange. Protecting was, yeah. the poor white girl and such. Yeah, no. But that was also even. that was also at the same time as black exploitation pictures, where every weekend you could go. Cheer. Yeah, that's true. Shaft, dolomite, shaft, dolomite. Yes, Ooh. dolomite. <laughs> yes. So that was part and parcel of that time too. Right, right. The '70s being a more grim and depressing time than right. the '60s, plus zombie movies. Well, kind of. We'll talk about Concrete Bar and just oh, kind sure. of lay it out because we've we've kind of we've referenced it and we've oh, sure. teased it out and stuff. Um, but just lay out a little bit of the entire creation and just sure kind of set the narrative for people so they have an idea of what it is that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. You're on a roll. <laughs> I'm on a Kaiser roll. <laughs> We got a graphic novel being published monthly by Dark Horse Comics and Dark Horse Presents, which is their anthology magazine. It's up for an Eisner Award at this year's Comic Con. Now Dark like Horse 20 Presents. more questions. Hold on. Oh. No, go ahead. <laughs> Dude. Sort of telling myself. Hold on. So, go ahead. Uh, tells a story about a big alternative world in the near future. It's a world where uh, the Earth is overpopulated, under-resourced. Everybody, you know, the, the resources are dwindling. And so... This near future Earth does this weird maneuver, not unlike England, when England uh, faced the Irish potato famine in the 1848-1849. The potato famine. Australia. They took all the Irish and shipped them off to Australia, there to shear sheep, find resources, you know, whatever. So you had this entire class of poor people, these poor Irish, who were criminalized and no shipped off colony, and shipped off to Botany right. Bay in right. Australia. Right. Mm -hmm. Same th same idea. Right. We're, we've got. Um, Earth's poor underclass, the youth underclass, is right, being yeah, shipped it's, off. It's the youth in particular. The youth. That I, yes, the poor yes youth, it's exactly. Uh, from all over the world, mm -hmm. of different colors, they're, they're shipped off to this far-off desert planet, and there they're going to mine for resources and ship them back to Earth. But when they get there, they've got to make this new world. They've, they're never going home, these young exiles. They've got a deal. So what are they going to do? Are they going to reproduce the tribalism and the hatred and the war and the violence they left behind here? Or are they going to make something new? So that's the question. And, you know, our people tend to, to pair off and group off into gangs, tribes, you know, whatever. Uh, I came to Los Angeles 20 years ago and I saw I'd never seen such a stratified society, such an apartheid state where you could live in a white neighborhood and never interact with people of any other color unless they were your gardener or your. The, yeah, the thing about Los Angeles that's like that's that I find mind blowing when I describe mm -hmm. to people uh, who like I and like especially my minority friends, black mm -hmm. friends, when I. I tell them about uh, 
rodeo versus rodeo. Oh yeah. And how you know where you are in the city, how mm-hmm. someone says it. And like the first time I told one of my black friends about it, he he just it was he just like he fucking like ran out of the room. He was just overwhelmed by it because he was oh, like, yeah. oh my god, it's just fucking built in like that. Like that. If you say rodeo, everyone's like, yeah, that's that's where like brown people and Taco Bell's are, and you know, there's a little mm-hmm. Caesar somewhere around you. I rodeo, think, I think oh, for Burberry. the people for the people at home, you need because this still confuses me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll clarify uh, for people who are like me in that sense. Um, we're talking about the same street, sort of like. Eight mile in Detroit, like a main street. Almost, it goes for money. from the mm-hmm. richest, rich part of mm-hmm. uh, of Los Angeles, which is Beverly Hills, and they call it Rodeo Drive. Right. And then I suppose I never mm-hmm. knew this until he mentioned it. Uh, down the road a ways, there's a black part of town, or predominantly black part of town, and they refer to it as Rodeo. Right. Yes. And like the same street, Baldwin Hills, but it's just down the street. Yeah. And, and as they say, uh, an Englishman is branded on his tongue. The moment an Englishman starts to speak, you know exactly his class background. I've and heard where, of this. Where he yeah. comes from. I, that bothers me because I, you know, I watch a lot of Top Gear and uh, BBC, <laughs> and uh, it's so strange to me the way that people are, the, the way that I mean, it's like immediately they know your history and oh, okay, you grew mm-hmm. up in this poor part of town. And you didn't and go to college, got, or you yeah. didn't you didn't go to public school, or you, uh, they so call it strange. meaning private school right, in right. England. You know, well here too. In movies, Guy Ritchie always uses very authentically, mm-hmm. you know, sort of. You know, like the Southerners. Right. Of Southerners England. versus Northerners. Yeah. They got really, you know, that really hard accent, you know. Yeah. You know. So so what Teddy's totally saying is so, though, that, there's, that, that of course, there's a whole segment of Los Angeles that refers to Rodeo. Right. right. And there's a whole segment that refers to living on Rodeo. But it's and, the same street, just different sides. And the they're thing. not really yeah, the no. same street. Uh, they, they, it, it, it like stops for a while, oh, okay. but then it, it carries on. Right. But it's still, but, but, but it's, 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 it's like it's like a line of demarcation. Yeah, you know yes. I mean, yeah. it basically is like you know, you know exactly where you switch over from rodeo to rodeo. Yes. You know, and you know if someone says rodeo, they are not accidentally mispronouncing it because right. the signal at Burberry is going out. It's, it's like when, not it's like when the first time <laughs> right. you go to New York, you don't go, oh, is this Houston Street? And there is like, oh, the, you're not here. You're, yeah, you're there is that. House. There is that. And then, of course, and as a man from Houston, the first time I was there, I was like, oh shit, you got a Houston Street? Yeah, like, you I, ain't from you here. Ain't, I, I said it to myself. I had the same problem. I was black, and I knew that. I knew those rules. I knew those rules. <laughs> yeah. Act like you've been there before. You understand? What am I on right now? Houston. Good day, sir. But that's <laughs> speaking of Houston but, or Houston. Aren't you down there with Beyonce? Hey, hey I uh, yeah, you down there currently with Beyonce, as you can see. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's Beyonce's. Yeah, place, that's, right? that's all her. Uh, Kelly Kelly Rowland uh, from Destiny's City. Child oh, okay. went to the same high school. She got an honorary diploma one day. Uh, oh, we filmed wow. it for the morning announcements. I was there. Uh, TV TRL was there. It was very awkward, Whoa. very uncomfortable. Well, uh, she's a survivor. She's going to survive. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to get. To the lamp. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is the one and only it's, Beyonce slash Destiny's Child song I know. It's so there you weird, go. Yeah, that's all I, got. That I did well, like that song. Well done, sir. Well, well played. But then I found out they were like, what, 17 when that song came out? I'm like, what did you survive? Let's yeah, Destiny's Child. 16. Very early. <laughs> they survived yeah, 16. Yeah. Come on. I'm but, up a, I'm Papa got my driver's license. But back to your question. For a second. Los Angeles blew my mind how demarcated it was where you could cross a street and you'd gone from the 83rd street peru crips to the 82nd street hoover crips or what or right. whatever I'm, I'm gonna get shot tonight going home even just by getting these names wrong but you know what i mean that there was, i don't think they right, like, was within the territory like, that there was a gang map of los angeles right that overlay the map of los angeles right and you sort of had to know city what was states what. within city states that's right yes. and i lived yeah. in venice when i first I got did. here and venice was a battleground 20 years ago 
between uh, the Shoreline Gangster Crips and the V13 Gang, which is one of LA's oldest gangs. Now, it's going to be crazy for people who think of Venice now as just like medicinal marijuana shops and all that right, shit. Right, very was, mellow. How much of that was around mm-hmm. in the time that you're talking Well, Venice about? was always like that, and Venice had an interesting story, too, founded by a white supremacist named Abbott Kinney, who lent his name to that Abbott Kinney Street. Venice always had a redlined black neighborhood because that's where all the servants lived for the, the luxury, they thought, beachside property they thought they were building when Abbott Kinney founded Venice 100 years ago. Yeah, Venice didn't work out that Venice didn't work out that way. Mm. Venice actually the, the Great Depression really messed Venice up. Mm-hmm. And so Venice ended up by after the 20s and 30s Venice ended up having a bohemian kind of colony of white folks artists whatever leading all the way up to and including Jim Morrison and all that. Was it more like, a, like that lower to, to right here, uh, uh, middle upper middle yeah, class the, white well, well what are artists? Artists are, you know, I mean but they were, but it was a white artistic beachfront right. community with this weird bl- redlined black neighborhood inside it that still is there. It's kind of like Kate Ashbury kind That's of thing. Or, yeah. Well yeah, Venice is unique. I don't I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's got it. its own it's got yeah. But there but it was bifurcated white and black. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, and then there was also there was uh you know, the one, you can't talk about LA without talking about language, also. So, like, existing side by side with this white black dynamic, there's this Spanish English dynamic that's going on too. So, as I said, in, in the tw- in 20 years ago when I got here, the big gangs were a black gang and a Mexican gang that were fighting for the drug territory in Oakwood, in Venice. That war got settled. Uh, V13 won. You know, that was it. Then it became a Grand Theft Auto subplot. Yes, it, right. it, it sounds like Grand Theft Auto. I mean, you know, I mean, San Andreas. I mean, that's kind that's of what they they model that, a lot of the that's things what that it you, sounds they, like. They take it back, but it, that, a lot of that wow. history that you're referencing, that's what right. it comes from. But when I moved there 20 years ago, there wow. was there was gunfire every night, and now it has chilled out a lot, and it's gentrified even more than it was 20 years ago. Because you know. they realized it was beachfront. Property. It was beachfront property, and like, please, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> is that how gang wars go? Hey, no, no not the gang. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, they sold. The, 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 the real estate interest. Yeah, I damn, I wish that game was. <laughs> no, hey, this is beachfront, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Come fuck down. <laughs> right, Holmes. We're bad. Right, right. Put that away. Look at these views. No, true that. True that. <laughs> Yo, you hit them waves right now. That's oh. money, baby. My bad, son. Oh, God. <laughs> My bad, son. If you excuse me, I need to make a phone call. Everything you love is about to get murdered in twelve minutes. If you, <laughs> you need to hold on a second. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so that's the origin of the story. That's Concrete Park. So in a way, <laughs> I'm really I'm timing not, is everything. Yeah, I see. I'm not trying to be. I wasn't like, oh, I got a joke for that. Just the moment I said uh, in a way, all of a sudden was laughing. I'm like, damn it! Now whatever I say is going to sound like I was trying to be. Uh, one of my favorite books growing up, and I'm I'm not sure if I'm upset it hasn't been made into a movie or very happy because I still have fond mm. memories of it. Was the girl who owned a city? Mm, don't know it, dude. Wow. Sorry. Very similar plot. Absolutely. All the everyone over the age of I think thirteen dies. Very like oh. Lord of the Rings or oh. Lord, Lord Lord of the, of the Flies. Flies. Lord of the Flies. But it's a, an entire I think state city. I don't know. It may be the whole oh, nation, in fact. Out. And effectively, the you know every, it just becomes a bunch of kids slash teenagers running their parts of the city and so mm. on and so forth. And this girl is one of the few that that lives she she's just above that line so she's six, 16 years old so she's kind of revered because she barely knows how to drive a car mm-hmm. the rest of them like never got to that point they right. were 10 years old like nobody's you know sat up on daddy's lap and i'll show you how to steer it you know that's about it mm-hmm. 
So she sort of, I wouldn't say inherits a city because there's a lot of fighting and things like this. She just wants peace and so on and so forth, try to uh, hold up in a castle kind of deal and sort of build a society mm. much like she learned about and things like this. Um, but so many of the kids just go into that tribal like, oh, this is the black crew, this is mm. the Mexican crew, this is you know below 3rd Street, above 3rd Street, that kind of stuff, so... I don't know. It sort of reminded me of that again? girl who owned a city. I gotta check this out. Yeah. Well, I uh, think it's. I, and and I was just thinking when I was looking at those panels that you, that you sent this morning. Can we, can we pull up a? I suppose city. so. Um. Anyway, so the, the, the panels. Uh, when I was just looking at certain photos of them, they're it's similar to like the cover art that I remember being on Girl Who Owned a City, and certainly what I had in my mind when I read it. Um. So I guess uh, I'm kind of surprised. No, maybe maybe this is one of those books that like was not very well known and just for it was some just reason you. You're the no, only I mean I think you, like all you the and that girl, bro. All you the schools, I think all the schools in I Phoenix, we all had to read it at that, and so everybody I knew in Phoenix knew this right. knows this book. So, it, but for so some, some reason, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not big outside of that. School board decided it was good for you. It was like spinach that that you should read this as part of your curriculum. I think that's great. I mean, it's like, you know, someone's endorsed that. What do you mean? Somewhere. He read that in school? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's we a read it in school. Ripper. Yeah, you know. Wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think the thing that, that, most, that, that most stood out to me about uh, is, is Concrete yeah, Park is that, is that idea of taking you know, look like Hitler the underclass youth, you know, which I feel like it's that, like the underclass youth is always, you're always, you feel like you're ahead of the curve in terms of like if you focus on a lot of the science fiction throughout history mm. and always kind of goes from uh if you know if we look back to sort of the last kind of major cultural revolution in the 60s and you'll pink floyd the wall but it's always the youth of the underclass and the lower class just mm. being like we know firsthand the things that everyone else is sheltered from right that you are going to finally learn about like 40 years from now when everyone breaks through finally but like we go through day to day that's the meaning of of the naked lunch william s burroughs would say that mm -hmm. when you see what's on the end of your fork yeah. and how it got there and of course our first world luxury, some people would say, requires third world immiseration and poverty. The, the idea that, that the, the garbage dump outside Rio de Janeiro is connected to your Big Mac. How is that connected and why drawing those connections is part of what we're trying to do? Well, Rio de Janeiro, I think, is a good example because you got Brazil is getting the Olympics in, uh, in a few years and they're trying to, they're investing a shitload of money trying to build up stadiums and stuff. Right. But I mean, fucking poverty in brazil is i mean you basically can just like you fuck you could do a google satellite and just like see where they're see pushing the favelas people. right you just see pushing people away to build out for the olympics That's exactly right. and you're just like my goodness how like how does the world exist where we give you the olympics and you just push away the poverty right to build right. out the showcase face. Right. and it, it's it's that kind of thing i think where it's it's with the youth in particular is like the kids growing up there, like they're going to see the Olympics and they're going to know what the Olympics are, but mm. then they're going to see the Olympics through the eyes of the underclass kid. And I feel like kind of just to bring it all back in, in terms of Hollywood and the representations, you never really see a sort of sitcom or a miniseries or a project that would be like five seasons through the eyes of that kid trying to like rise up and figure out what the Olympics means in a global scheme where they go from just seeing like, all I know about the Olympics is that the fucking a little neighborhood place that I go to get 15 minutes away from all the abuse and the mm -hmm. murder and the chaos around mm -hmm. me is gone because mm -hmm. you thought that it was unclean. Well, you know, Teddy, it sounds like you need to go pitch that. 
I mean, you got it. Get me in the no, room. I'm serious. Give because me things room. are changing, and there are more uh, stations, and maybe that's something that should TV be done. TV One, four ninety eight. Maybe that's a short series for you. I mean, that's actually cool. <laughs> I no, like that. I think I pitch it. I think that's like the thing that I or feel like to uh, girls is is a good example. I feel like is that kind of thing. Like Mitch and I have gone on about this, where it's like I like yeah, like I I'm not the biggest fan of it, and I feel like part of it is just because You've like, never said a good thing about it. Yeah, you're right. To uh, say that you're not the biggest fan of it, I mean. Fair. That's an understatement. That's fair. For a man who's prone to hyperbole, that <laughs> was the opposite of it. Excuse me for trying to go under the radar a little bit, sir. But like my my thing is, it's just it's the. He got screaming mad the moment I said, "You know, I watched it. It was a pretty good show." He jumped in his chair. Listen, that is hyperbole. Okay, and which show are we talking about? No, you did. You went. You went. Oh damn! Like oh. that. Oh, girls. But on HBO. you know what? I saw him tense up when I said it. You see? Yeah. Oh, did you? I got excited. You, I did. No, brother, watch the I tape. I go like this. It's like uh, there's a win for me. Damn you all! No, I saw you go. It's just, it's just that it's a sense of representation. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, fine. Like maybe there are certain things that certain people find humorous about the show, and maybe there are certain things that you can appreciate about it from an artistic narrative standpoint or whatever. Fine. I just can't watch it without thinking that I've seen this show fifty five thousand different ways. And I'm sick of the same person talking about they are the voice of the generation because your generation sucks. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sick of your fucking generation because you're terrible. Mm-hmm. And you're part of the problem. And, I like, maybe we should bump you the fuck off so that someone else who's also in the same generation could talk about their voice in the generation. And maybe it might have something more mm. worthwhile to bring mm. to the table. That's all I'm really saying is maybe that same person deserves to go on NPR and make the rounds on fresh air and talk about some things that you can never fucking fathom because you don't understand what privilege really means. Because you'll never be that kid in Rio de Janeiro seeing the Olympics from the eyes of the Olympics just erases my daily life right. as a poor kid trying to find some comfort in the world. But that's- right. It's so funny, but you'd call that a different uh, point of view and they'd ca- HBO would call that a documentary. See, this is it. I mean, she's oh, yeah. allowed to say what her, you know, what's in her head and sort of give that up as a, I mean, I like Lena Dunham because she's 24 and she's going for it and she's found a way in her unique body to, to you know, be the, the girl, the object of, she had yeah, and be sexual. Mm-hmm. So I kind of applaud that, but I totally get I what you're talking about. And I think that is issues. I, I gotta say, I, I liked, uh, what I liked is, is so many shows you watch, television shows, the, the, the lead character. And you, you've mentioned this about Sex and the City and, and Carrie. Um, it's, there, there's so many shows with a lead character. You don't even think about how fucking selfish they are because of the fact that everybody has to come to them. Right. Otherwise, there's no scene. Otherwise, there's no show, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got to come to them. But you literally would not exist in real life because all right. of your friends would never but be you ha- But that's, that's sort of the writing. <laughs> so what's interesting is the most recent episode of Girls, there was, uh, Everybody in the entire cast goes to town, like just rips her a new asshole for being a selfish bitch. And, and in a very real way, just describes everything about her personality, why she's selfish, how she ignored mm-hmm. all of her delusions about how like nobody really cares. Like they all take her to task for it for almost the entire episode. And I was like, you know what? Kudos. It in was the cool. first season, was cool. no less. Pretty yeah. awesome. Now I will say this, um, vis a vis. This particular discussion, uh, and I talked about this with Teddy uh, before, uh, I think it was around the same discussion about girls, is I was saying that as a uh, as a white person, if you're going to make a show, let's say you even have black friends and you're like, oh, I'd like to include a black character mm-hmm. in my show, you get put into this weird situation where it's like, well, 
if I make them like my black friend, <laughs> how many times are people going to go, oh, they got to be the guy that's yo, yo, yo? And it's right. like, no, no, literally, I have a friend. He just says yo. Right. Like, that's just, it's just he says yo. That's whatever. Um, well, well, no, well, well, let's quote unquote whiten them up. And then it's right. now, it's like, oh, are you trying to, now the you're day. trying to, now you're trying to make them Uncle Tom or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make them too white. And it's such a gray area, and there's so many uh, things that you get into about, like, well, I can't accurately depict without falling into one thing or another. I would imagine I'd have to bring in Teddy to write the role of a black character and be like, listen, you because I'm going to fuck it up. And I can't speak for an entire race, so I don't know. Like, well, I don't I know her excuse is... or anything. I don't even talk about her. Oh, it's not her. I just mean in general. I... I think that a, 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 the big problem with uh, with the reason I think there aren't more black characters in films and TV and things like this as a as a just normal character where it's not the focus is they're black is because people go, I don't know how to really portray that. Well, I think this is the thing that... Like, there's no, there's no character that, like you are, uh, who says, like, yo, and son and brother man, and then <laughs> goes off on these... These uh, lengthy, hyperbole-ridden tirades and defends Fiona Apple for some weird fucking reason. Because she's a and fucking And yet lambast girls of all things. And, uh, damn fucking, so damn cool. fucking fine musician. I guess my, my, my point Split is there's no, there's no character like you on well, just, well, Yeah, just, just to say uh, before you go, Tony, I think this was, this was Erica's point that she was saying is the difference between... HBO looking at our conversation and saying that Lena Dunham's perspective is a series where you get to bring all your people and all your friends in and get the money for the scripts and get the institutional networking in versus Spike no, Lee can make a no, documentary. No, no, shut up because Spike Lee gets a documentary and a documentary is a one-off that's run by the network and you don't bring anybody in. You don't give them the experience of seeing how a network television show runs at the highest stakes. You don't give them the credits to go on and do their own work. You don't give them the opportunities because that fucking narrative doesn't matter as much and that's the problem because we can sit here and wax philosophically all day but at the end of the day the same fucking guardians of the networks are saying yeah that light skin perspective is a little bit more valuable for network time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the darker one we're just gonna go and send to america undercover atlantic city that's the kind of shit that's that true. happens on hbo and until that shit gets flipped and until Lena Dunham can go and do tiny furniture or whatever, and they're like, yeah, you've already told that story before. We're not going to give you a fucking series with Judd Apatow's thumbprint on it. <laughs> then we don't, we have a fucking problem. Do you know what I'm saying? Because she's told this story so, forever. It's the same fucking thing, bro. And it's, Erica's there's no point, different. And Erica's point, and I will say the same thing, is then fucking write it. Absolutely. And the and problem that's is that you, you can that's write anybody. it. No, you can no. write can it, but how Jimmy's far do you question? get in? No, but you're right. Absolutely. That's the truth. You're right. He'd write it, and they wouldn't put it up. They think it was probably too. I don't know. I yes. never, what do you I mean you don't, know, don't trust know. me? What do you mean you don't know? She can tell I don't you. Know that. No, no, no. I don't no, know. Mitch. Oh, I can tell you. We know. That's why. Actually, going back to Concrete Park, that's why it's a graphic novel. It's because we because of the difficulty of selling something like that. But I have to say, I mean, to to Mitch's point. About uh, Lena. Actually, you know what? I'm confused now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now you're back where Mitch was about. No, I, was, I am. I that am. Was, that okay, was good. I have a good point. That was good. Okay, anyway, say no, your point. Cause... You mentioned something about the Guardians and, mm-hmm. the, and the Gatekeepers. Uh, Los Angeles, I still think, is one of the most segregated cities I've ever seen. It is a Confederate stronghold. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it's, they call I'll it, put it that way for you. They call it the Southland, but it In is. Some respects. Um, and it's socially stratified to the extent that if you don't know anybody, 
different from yourself. You know, you, you don't you need never deal with anybody. It different ain't no from different yourself. than the old Southern aristocracy. You understand? Who can mm. vouch for your name wise and get you in, and who can grease the skids in? It's the same That's aristocracy. Part That's part of it. That's here's hierarchy wise. Uh, I would say here's the problem that I run into. Uh, as basically, I'm in a position, being that I live in Hollywood or I live in L.A. as it were, and uh, I'm white and. Uh, Growing up in Phoenix, yeah, I didn't have a lot of black neighbors, but obviously I'm not racist. I don't, I don't go. Oh, I'm not. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what do I? What I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm not making. <laughs> I'm not I making. Missed. I'm not making. So I missed the brother. I'm not making a conscious decision. Myself. I'm not making a conscious Self. decision as a citizen to keep LA segregated by any means. Well, you're not Quite. even a part of the problem. So I'm not saying no, well, I'm just saying but but this is this is what I'm, my my argument whenever you talk about gatekeepers or a shadowy sort of uh uh they're not very shadowy, bro. What I mean they're is very ostentatious and they're an very ill-defined dogged. or slightly defined group of we don't knows out there that are doing some sort of thing like this is I'm always thinking, okay, either either go change that or like, how does somebody like myself, uh, for instance, with HBO, like if there was a sh- if girls was all about a bunch of black girls living in Brooklyn and and the plot remained the same, or at least the writing was similar because I liked the style of writing, I would still watch the show. No, that's just not on. Except, I don't have except, that choice. Except we do have a like, and that's why I think the to bring it back again, fucking Chris Nolan Inception riffing. Go back to the living single friends urban legend. How much of an urban legend is that in the sense that you have the same fucking, you have the same blueprint, right? You have the same cultural, social blueprint. To be fair, blueprint. I never watched Friends or, no offense, Living right. Single. You oh, I'm exist, offended. You exist in a cultural, mm. atypical... Uh, I'm talking uh, about people like myself. Well, like, let me ask I, you I a question because, that. you Go know, ahead. he's right. <laughs> Sorry. Here's what I'd like to say. Yes, about. they deserve you know to die. Mitch, and I hope they watch Living if Single. People, but if, if somebody like Mitch was running a studio, let's say, let's put the white man here in charge of the studio and... Teddy came into something, you'd mm-hmm. probably see it and go, fine. The problem is there are these amazingly uh, smart liberals running Hollywood, and they, and they continue this institutionalized racism, and they themselves feel they are not racist. They themselves may have not had many friends growing up black, mm-hmm. but they don't yeah, consider yeah. themselves racist. They don't know sure. how steeped they in it they Obama. are. They, they voted they for Obama. They don't know how steeped in the cultural propaganda they exactly. are. Exactly. What's steeped is, is that they look at Teddy and go, oh, that's a great series. And then they go, next. Because they don't see it, meaning they don't even allow it to be a pilot so they can see his version of it. So I say, if you don't see it, like if you were the studio head, you might say, well, this is a good script, girls. Make sure it's cast with colors. Because you don't have to write Teddy I don't Black. Think I, would, I don't you think I would ever say that. You just have to cast him Indian. Right. You just cast the person Indian. In fact, sure, sure. don't even make a difference. Write sure. exactly what your friend was next door, but then cast him, you know. I don't know. Cast him whatever color, but that's think, that's there, the world. There definitely is a there definitely is uh, to the point that both you're making and Teddy's making is there definitely is a thing where uh, and I've certainly heard it with my white friends and this is the tricky thing. Mm-hmm. If you see a predominantly black cast, you go, oh, that's a black show. All right. Exactly. I'm not going to relate. They're going to talk about black things. You know what I mean? They're going to talk about black lifestyle that I'm just not going to get. And Living like, Single is like, a very good example maybe, because it is and, a, it is and, a very traditional And maybe that's the case, sitcom. and maybe it's not. No, maybe it's not. As a, it's, as a child, I did yeah. grow up watching the Cosby Show, and I was a kid, and and you know, I just I I loved Bill Cosby. I listened yeah. to that comedy. I listened to himself 
Uh, we used to come from Phoenix to California every summer. We'd listen to himself the he whole way here and the there. whole way back because it was the don't. only thing we could all agree on. There was no cursing. So we, so I, I know that album. <laughs> I could quote it from memory. But, but it's back one of the reasons front. why Living Single is such a hit. I loved the Cosby Show, and it was just about a family. It right. wouldn't have occurred to me that they were a black family until I was an adult. Like, it didn't even really occur to me that they were all black. No, what were you going to say, Tony? No, I hear So you. I think that, I you know, you. go no. ahead. Sorry. No, no you're right. right. You're, you're right. That's why we all liked it. If merit were the only criterion, mm-hmm. if, uh, if, if culture was a meritocracy, the culture industry was a meritocracy like, the, like uh, basketball, then the all-black show that's the NBA would also, would, would maybe be the all-black show that's the American culture business. But it, there's a weird disconnect there. Uh, we, crea- oh, yeah, yeah. we created rock and roll. We gave the world that beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on strictly meritocratic levels, you know, on a strictly meritocratic uh, system, that, that that beat changed the world. Yeah, yeah. And it, it went all over the yeah, world. Yeah. But here in Hollywood, in terms of visual representation, where we all want to live in our dreams and everything, there is this last holdout uh, cadre of, of of people who are going. I don't want to see my culture industry turn into the NBA. Well, yeah, I, I do. Ha- I have a question. Yeah. Uh, well, then, because this is the thing. Right now, uh, if you were to poll random white guy number fifty three right. anywhere in America, and okay. you say, "Hey, name a a famous uh, uh, black uh, director or whatever," I think they would be. Like, I don't know, Tyler Perry, maybe. Right. That's going to be. And and like I read the reviews for as I I enjoy reading <laughs> the reviews do, yeah. for bad films and um and it's uh, it's amazing to me what was what was amazing on Rotten Tomatoes actually is the people who really liked the most recent whatever he did um also liked other terrible films yes and they were predominantly white so it wasn't like oh this only plays to a black audience but I think that certain there's a there's a vast majority or at least in the media you get the impression. That the only people that are going to go see Tyler Perry are black people. Well, I think I think this is the other thing too, kind of mm-hmm. what you're saying in terms of the meritocracy. Uh, you're making a lot and, of notes. I feel and, bad. No, uh, no, I, I just have to. You guys are just spitting out so <laughs> much no, knowledge. I'm, I'm, so much knowledge. Hey, I jump in at any let point. Her, let her do yeah. her riffing, baby. <laughs> right, no, no, it's cool. Let her riff in the northeast. I just feel like does. you're making notes. I feel bad. Like uh, no, 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 no. This is. No, I feel like this is what you were saying, and and kind of tying it all together. And you go from you having a very. Sort of distinct cultural place with uh, coming in towards the end of the Cosby Show, uh, and then you kind of picking it up with Living Single, which is mm-hmm. kind of if you're Bill Cosby, you're saying I'm kicking open the door to have a show mm-hmm. with four black female leads and two black male leads that is set in New York in a brownstone, and they can just all be you know just working professionals, to be brownstone, you know, <laughs> and 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 you know your your character can be this this acerbic witty lawyer type who just kicks open the door as like a black. It is kind of like Max is kind of like a black Kramer in a sense where she just like comes over, she she's eats. Exactly that. And she's every she's time exactly she's in every that. scene, she eats. She's fucking making wisecracks. When you run for political office, you just got buttons and one fucking note, you know, phrases. Right. And, and, you know, when. Because it wasn't a black show. Exactly. It just happened to be cast black. Now, right. here's the thing, because this is it. I love this discussion because it needs to be had. Let's go back to before there were so many channels. Well, you know, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and it is obviously something we have a lot of passion about, but think about the time where there were less channels. Was Fred Sanford or uh, Jefferson's or any of those things considered black shows? No. They were Norman Lear shows. Good times. 
Good Times. We all watched those shows. Living Color. Those we, are working we came class right shows. underneath the wire. Living Color, Living Single, mm-hmm. even Martin, where we kind Same of. Time, right? I did it's watch Living, living Color. Okay. Martin was a, you wonder why you watched it? Because it was funny. It was no yeah. big deal. It was presented to you and it was actually marketed to you. The difference is nowadays they don't even market black shows outside of their own neighborhoods. Uh, the neighborhood that they that's why you don't know TV that's why I said it's instant there's a cultural ghetto called TV one right and I hated being in the cultural ghetto I wasn't in there when I was in the Cosby show I certainly wasn't in there in living single because I caught it just under the wire but now you have to go to TV one or BET to watch a show CW used to carry them UPN Mm -hmm. they don't anymore you used to be able as a black person not to be considered just a black show because you were on a multi I mean, uh, mostly cast show. And that's why I said the proof is in the pudding that it is a mindset and that the institutionalized studio system is forcing that. It's yeah. not. And, and this is the thing with Living Single, too. You, you, look at, you look in terms of syndication and, and for, for a show like Living Single, uh, and you go TV One and Oxygen. Now, Oxygen is not some sort of black network, okay? But it's Oxygen, a woman's network, right? But and, 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 and women are that's another very, kind of ghetto. Why? Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it its own a... ghetto, but it's its own wide demographic, you know. And there's a gay network. Mm-hmm. There's all kind. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I'm not. Isn't I just want to hear. Wasn't that? Was, I, was it supposed think, to be for women? Or lifetimes for women. I think, and Oxygen's this is something that I was curious about too. That's what I was told. I don't know. This is what I was told. It could be the Playgirl phenomenon. That's what was in our newsletter. Okay, I'm sorry. The secret word is newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Oh shit! But this, this is what I think is interesting: is is you take a show like uh, Living Single, and you take a show like Friends, which is on TBS for for syndication. You take Living Single, which is on Oxygen and TV One, and more importantly, you take DVD sales. Right? Uh, there's only one season of Living Single available on DVD in North America. The rest is just in corporate loophole and in corporate, you know, uh, they're begging for it too. Right. And now why, why, why is that? Now it's not like the show doesn't have an audience. They actually have a petition going around with, Hunt with tens of thousands of uh, signatures to release it. Now that's funny. Free Why living not? single, bitches. Free living, living single, single has a bigger audience. Free living single. It does. Oh, free God. living single. Free it has a bigger single. audience than most things that are this on now. Show. The FX or any of those other things. Because <laughs> that was a setup. That yeah. was a setup, Tony. Sure. No, that's the only reason I brought you on. I got a petition in my back pocket. But they can make money off of it. Right. And right. of course, they make money out of it. Living single makes more money in syndication than probably Friends. I know that because somebody told me because it was produced cheaper. It's uh, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got I a see, huge market. Saying, yeah. It's all over the place. And by the, the way, I am recognized whether I go to New York City and I walk into a, a Jewish community and they've got the whole black hat and <laughs> curls. They're like Max. They know who I am. I mean, corporate men. Well, you it's don't. A major know. You don't know. Sitcom, Mitch, but no, no. I recognize you from the Cosby Show. Thank you, Tom. No, but seriously, it's because Living Single got the cutoff right before it really sort of. What what, what clearly segmented really hard. What that means is what clearly happened is somewhere there is a you know many places really there's an executive that you'd walk in and you would pitch Living Single today and they'd say okay let me pull up this Excel spreadsheet. Now the data shows us that Mm -hmm. white audiences predominantly don't respond to. Predominantly black casts mm-hmm. and blah blah. So we're going to put you over here in this, thing. and it's all just but that, that. Their data is a lie. I'm not saying it isn't. Oh, is it? Okay. I'm not. Oh, by the way, because their data is. We shows are that all they do. at this table on the same page. I. Oh, okay. I, you have to understand that I'm coming from this position of like I don't. I uh, we, we had uh, we had Eric MacArthur on here last week. He's he was he was a, an actor in. Um, in Salute Your Shorts, which was a Nickelodeon show that I watched as a kid. Awesome. And. Uh, and I was saying, like, I didn't know probably until DVDs came out, maybe 2003, 2004. I didn't really know that TV had seasons. 
per se. Because uh. I don't, I, I've never been one of those like, oh my God, my show is on. I've never done that in my entire life. Um, I just, that's admirable. You're like a unicorn. Well, I mean, it's not a, it's not like Seriously. a moral. Well, thank you, I guess. No, I, mean, I don't mean in any sort of moral thing. I just didn't interest. know. I just was ignorant of. I, I growing up, I had other things. I was in every sport imaginable because of my dad. So I didn't watch a lot of TV. But it wasn't like I was punished. I just didn't, you know, whatever. I played with my computer a lot, though. Um, anywho, wow. my point is that so I, you know, the Cosby Show was sort of that thing where. Looking back, I'm like, when did the cast get so huge? Because I can remember, like, you know, when you don't, if you're not paying attention to a show week to week to week and you're just catching it, and you're like, oh, I like this show, and you're watching it, which is me with just about every show until very recently. It's just like, oh, the show I kind of like is on. Mm-hmm. Um, they just it sort of so grew Johnny here in little pieces. Uh, for uh, Look, I've I've watched in my life maybe six episodes of Seinfeld. Never seen a single episode of Friends. Uh, never watched a full episode of you can see he's any late night show. I see. I say he's like a unicorn. <laughs> no late night shows I've ever watched uh, for a full episode. I think I've watched three quarters of of a Saturday Night Live episode once or twice. Maybe right. you, I just how did don't you survive the no, but you're right. But we'd be up in so arms. If I they... would. I, I'm on your side as far as I don't. I literally don't see why. There is the data. Why? Why even? Not even so that I'm there saying, is. I'm saying, I don't know why somebody no would. Why, I don't know why somebody would would pretend that there was. There is or no, would, would right. There is it. no data. Like there, I don't understand if somebody's on, if look. somebody's intent on yeah. uh, is is basically we're going to put out television to make money, which is that's, that's what the studios want to do. That would be what it is. Seems to me that it doesn't matter who you are. You should be able to go. Hey, I got this show, and they go. All right. I'm merely saying that the only thing that I can think is that it, they're they're going to be like, well, this data, blah blah, which is we've agreed is bullshit. And the other side is where well, I no, say, no, you haven't agreed it's bullshit because she's saying that like, no, we've we've both agreed that it's bullshit. Oh no, she the, 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 metric, data, the metric, he agrees. Is, yeah. yeah, the the data right. would be bullshit. Uh, they would just be pulling numbers out of their ass. And then the other side of it is the weird one where I think that even as a liberal, open-minded person, you just go. Well, am I getting into a situation where, like, I don't want to um, cordon off a, a section? Like, if you're on a show and you're black, are you the black character or are you a character? And the guy who's playing you is a black guy. And I, I, I think that the problem is right now, generally speaking, it's you're the black character. And there's not like a well, whole I think, lot of, and I think and this it's is, unfortunate. Well, no, but I, I think, think this that's is the, the thing, and I think this is what we're we're trying to get at is where did the bridge become disconnected? Because it didn't used to be that way. You it used, happened after absolutely. the Cosby, yeah, yeah. right? And I think I'm this, telling you, it yeah. happened after the Cosby show. And I show. think this is what's interesting. And the people who slipped underneath that were different world, Martin, living single, and and living color, and that was about it. And then Fox closed off and started doing Ally McBeal. And then the WB got split off. WB split off. And then UPN you looked up and in like about 2002, UPN. black people were put in the ghetto and they were never ghettoized in television because again, they were created by white creators. Most of those shows mm-hmm. from normally are on. And I'm saying that's why I said it is an institutionalized way of thinking that has George nothing to do Bush with data. doesn't care about black people. We, well, yeah, I mean, that's Except true, yeah. I believe mm-hmm. that George Bush would probably have no problem doing that well, these here's... people who see themselves as liberals right. don't sure, sure. believe that they could be racist here's and the... that's the problem yeah, and now right, this is right. what I think is very Absolutely. interesting yeah, about yeah. what you're to, to tie this together between the, the Cosby show link and, and a show like Living Single is that Living Single featured a lot of cameos from a lot of different different world 
personalities. I feel like there were a lot Different of world. We a had lot. You, company, you had a lot, there. but like, but like, I feel like, I like kind of with that Cosby Show world. link, where it's like, it, in retrospect, oh, Different World had the guy with the glasses that flipped. Yeah, Dwayne. Up and Wayne. Yeah, awesome. but I feel like I feel Wayne. Like, Wayne. I feel That's like right. kind of in He's retrospect now, we're saying where you're looking at kind of the the closing of a window. You look at a show like Living Single being a, a network on Fox showcase, and you have a lot of those people who aren't going to be seen again. You know, you, you get a lot of Jasmine Guy appearances and you get Arsenio Hall coming through Living Single and people are like, well, like, and, and I know, like, people are like, who, like, who was well, Arsenio was, Hall? It was Arsenio true. Hall it was, was, Arsenio was Hall a, was fucking annoying. But like, nowadays, was. people are like, who but the fuck is Arsenio Hall? Mm-hmm. But you know, but back remember, in the day, this was such that. a problem that in 2002, they called a huge meeting. Mm-hmm. A huge meeting where Les Moonves had to go to the NAACP, Kwasi and Fume, and they said, <laughs> what's going on? Because everybody noticed that suddenly black people were sent to the, to like, the farm. Right. And they promised that they would do, they did all the, the studios did diversity offices. So nowadays, you, Mitch, you're talking about that executive would call up their diversity person and say, oh, we have a black show, which is already racist. No, you have a yeah. show. You're no, either going to like it or not. This is what I think and is interesting. You, you, as a, you're a two-time NAACP Image Award winner, right? So like, you're like in that. You, 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 I mean, like you have like, and I feel like that's kind of what... And yet I'm not black enough. Right, exactly. And I feel like that's kind of what you know, uh, Mitch and I. Sorry, uh, what, does that, kinda... <laughs> what does that mean? You're not black enough. Yeah, what does that mean? Because I'm from Arizona, and maybe because I don't swing my head and do a lot of th- meaning. Some of the rhetoric of blackness. They can't identify doesn't... your blackness immediately. Right. It's, it's one of the reasons why I worked on I Cosby Show or Living. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this man. You know what I mean? Because for, for those reasons why you said Teddy might come in and write it, his point of view might present a, a black person as a person of with a, a full dimension. I can only get in because I'm just self-black. Like, hey, what's going on, y'all? Right, oh, right. girlfriend, you crazy. But I, yeah, and I think that's that, and I think that's the thing right, right. too. Like you're on a show that is a, a, a very acclaimed network sitcom. You're a two-time NAACP Image Award winner, and now you are you are looking at a television landscape in which characters like you, who had great cultural resonance that you still see every day, have been straight up eliminated. And oh, you don't yeah. even gone. get a ch- you don't even gone. get a fucking chance to get through the door. And I think no, they that's don't. and, and they I think that's the thing where like a show like Girls infuriates me. You no, know, that's what and I, and like and I'm like yeah, yeah, whatever. Like as a as a as a micro level, you might be a fine show, but on a macro level, you fuck. I, I can't because I know what you represent on a greater scheme. Plus, also you're holding her to a higher standard because she is so smart. That girl is not somebody. Her work who's, is good. Her work is good. You wouldn't probably care if it sucked. But she actually has something to say. And the fact that she can't say it and people say, well, I don't understand those people. I said, yeah, but you didn't understand astronauts, but you can write something about going to the moon. That's the point. It's your job as a creator and a writer to get there. Mm -hmm. And black people are not so different like we're some sort of zoo animals. You know us. We're not this monolithic species where everyone's like, this is the black thing. That's absurd. To Mitch's point, the weird liberalism that says, oh, I could never write something like that, so I just plain won't. Which is what Lena Dunham is saying. Lena Dunham, who grew up like a tea bag soaked in Brooklyn, right, but didn't get any of the black. I mean, oh, she! Been, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I assume she literally just moved to New York and was like, "I'm gonna write about this." No, I don't know. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, New Yorker. what I'm saying is, um, All right. so then she has no excuse. Well, yes, everybody got a story to tell. Let her tell hers. But I, I don't understand. But the lack of perspective in your story will be. I was, I was talking to Teddy before the show. The ideal place, I think, right now for entertainment, like my favorite sort of uh, visual entertainment mm. uh, you know it's not movies anymore certainly not network TV is a about three seasons on HBO or Showtime like prim, premium well, sure. 
Mm-hmm. And look so, at HBO. To me, which... uh, this this concrete park not to not to by yeah. any means degrade or or, right. or downplay what you're doing with the graphic novel. Uh, I would think that would be a a, a perfect place well, to, to do saying. like a screenplay as as TV show. And you're saying that you tried that, and they were like, "That's a black well, show." Did we? So well, how like I'm how assuming you did. What was the resistance? In terms so is this of sort to get of that? like build up like this mountain of 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 a huge audience through the graphic novel, and then you go, "Hey, look, we have this army behind us." Exactly. That's, that's part of the thought. Okay. That's okay. it. Because you look at you look that's at the it. Walking Dead. I don't mean to. No, 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 no. Out your that's business. It. Great strategy. That's I'm it, gonna man. go out. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking. No, but that's it. That is great. That is great. That's it. You know, the white boy brought something to the table. Oh, what you got now, Southeast? What no, you got? I'm saying no. I didn't want to out your business plan ahead of time. No. I got to go to Comic-Con. Like, like, damn it, that was our this. secret. We weren't going to let listen, anybody tell us. Listen, right. this is just a war room strategy session for that, okay? Right, 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 Everything, not the economy, go forward stupid, and run with it. Yeah. Nights I'm not saying I had yeah, flag yeah. in the ground. No, okay, no, you're so, right. So you were saying. But you know the barriers to entry. Yeah. And graphic novels were much lower. And you know what? We, we showed our work around, and this fella who runs Dark Horse and, and started it 20 years ago just liked the art. He said, I like that. I want to publish it. It was so great to talk to a decision maker who could say yes, who just let his taste dictate what he was going to buy. Because then you have a very mm-hmm. different conversation after that. Then you get to go into the conversation of details and particulars, which is which is what it's all about. Then you got your own data. The, there you go. Yes. yes. But but with That's network right. television, because we you know we've we've been pitching things around for years and years. We've sold a bunch of things to television that have never been made, but we've sold a bunch of pilots. And you get in the room, and suddenly there's 13 people, and they've got their 13 different opinions, 13 different variations on the company line, you know. And you've got a but sort the of- the beat in their head that they're hearing more than any of those 13 people is mm-hmm. black people do not sell overseas. Somehow they believe that. Because they've institutionalized it and they've exactly. exported it. And it's but become a It's become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Conventional wisdom. Like our, yeah. Beyonce sells overseas. Our NBA players, our athletes, all our music right. sells overseas. But why so don't now you think our, that a cultural it, lead Our image sell. doesn't. Hip-hop. It's, it's, it's the last bastion that needs to be passed. Yes, we did it graphic Confederate novel. Stronghold. But it's because tell we, were, we were going around It's the, the new mountain. Fort Sumter, okay? It's reversing. We're going to fire on them motherfuckers this time. You know, I want to. I don't want to pick on Lena Dunham. I got to mix up and say that you know, I I really got to shout out for Lena Dunham. I'm a feminist here, so I'm I'm gonna say that I like her show, and God bless her, and I hope that she one day has a a, a wider view. But there's Mad Men, there's Sons of Anarchy, there's Sopranos. All those people, they didn't have any black characters. Mm -hmm. They had one and two that come in and drop in, and and they're allowed to, and and nobody picks on those people. But I said that in 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 any in all of those cases, and maybe Sons of Anarchy now has people of color coming in. There are always, this is America, Jack. There's always a color issue. Mm-hmm. We're always around, and you don't have to make it the issue. And you don't even have to include us, but you just have to know it's an exclusion. Right. And if you don't recognize that. And I think that's, well, that's what racism is. Let me, let me step in with the white point of view here. This is where I hear uh, in, in the secret white rooms of, of, of hidden America. <laughs> Do tell. I was in there once. Uh, it's it's this weird thing that 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 uh, you hear about. This is, this is the thing that, that you got to understand. It's like just just working with people. You know, I, again, worked around computers and made websites for most of my life. Um, it's it, predominantly white nerdy dudes, right? And you know, you get to know your coworkers, and you go, "Hey, this guy's an all right guy." And then something comes up where you're in a restaurant, and uh, there's a, a a scuffle, and there's a black guy. And then you find out the guy you're having lunch with is racist. 
and you're suddenly like, I'm really uncomfortable, like, working with this dude, like, he's like, no, nah, I'm not racist, I'm just saying, like, what's he doing on this side of town, or something like that, where you're mm. like, that was mm. extremely, um, mm. and so you get this thing where, uh, and my sister has even said it as well, mm. where she's like, well, there was a girl who was applying in our company, it was a black girl, she didn't get the job, and then she said that we were racist. And I was like, well, now did she call up and like, you didn't give me the job because you're racist? Are you saying that all black people are like that? Is it just her? Did she have a bug? Did did a lot of other places turn her down and she was very much qualified, etc.? I mean, we can't make an entire story out of a girl who, the one black girl in who Phoenix who life. tried to get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so where where you get the backlash, and this happens with women as well, mm-hmm. uh, in regards to feminism, you hear a lot in comedy, where it's like, on a writing staff, you do for whatever uh, standards and practices or whatever, you have to hire a black person, you have to hire a woman, this is what they say, I don't know if this is true, but that's what everybody says, it's like, mm-hmm. you have to blah, 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 and it's like, now maybe they're talented, and they would have been on there anyway. No, they're definitely yeah. talented. This is the thing that I feel like uh, well, this, this, the, this, this is the white side I, to interject yes, for a brief moment. This is what I'm they're argu- definitely talented this because they're there I, in the this first is place. What I'm saying Usually. is this I mean, is the, the it's very ar- rare they're not. Talented. This is the argument that is presented. Oh, is okay, like if you have to hire, I don't know if this is the case. Like I don't know if it's really like, hey, you have no black people, you better hire one or else your whole production shut down. I don't think that's the case. But that's certainly the painting that's made. Is that oh you have to? So then the natural argument is well what if they're no good did you just hire a random woman hire a random black person so on and so forth and so when people for instance lena dunham or or whomever get taken a task for not including another uh, enough women or enough black people then you get the backlash of people going oh well i'm sorry like you know what i mean Maybe they weren't, you know. Maybe this is the pool. Like that Sorkin's was there. getting backlash for the way he's writing women now. Right. With room. with the. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. well, I'm merely I mean, saying like that. He's getting a lot. Yeah. yeah. And and that's that's the I, that's the other side of the thing, and it's mm-hmm. bullshit. I'm absolutely with you. Well, uh, no, I'm all, I'm merely pointing out that the problem tends to be that that what it sounds like uh, with, to to those. People who go like, well, you're just making us hire black people. You're making us hire women. The moment you go, well, there aren't enough, blah, blah, blah. You must be excluding them. And they go, look, we're trying, but now you're now there's not enough. What would make you happy? And then it's like... Like a, they're doing us a favor. It's an affirmative right, exactly. action and I think move. But it's, it's not. And I, I, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I think that's, that's, this that's is the, the thing that, the that like listening to you articulate uh, the, the, the more Johnny <laughs> Carson, McMahon, institutional white supremacy <laughs> perspective. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think like, I mean, it, all kidding aside, the thing that I think is very different in the 21st century, especially for elite cultural representations that we're talking about in Hollywood, and in terms of exporting that cultural representation to the world at large and having a sense of comfort of saying, this person can represent our culture at a high level, so much so that we will invest money and then export it to all these other nations, is the sense that uh, uh, previously you would never have a Will Smith even in position to get to that place, but now he can't, okay? So, like, now you've got a Will Smith, and then Will Smith has to play it somewhat safe by institutional standards because you've got the whole trying to protect the brand thing, whatever, whatever, okay? And then and then you go from there, and it's the idea that uh, elite representations 
from the white side where you've got no minorities represented at all in a show like Girls, right? It's honest. It is a very honest narrative from her perspective. However, we've never existed in a cultural uh, uh, situation where the minorities who have been marginalized to the point of invisibility can then point out their invisibility and not only point out their invisibility, but then hand in <laughs> something that says, this is how you've rendered me invisible. Oh, but by the way, I wasn't invisible. This is how I saw it. And that's fucking terrifying for the people who have been in charge forever to realize that not only have you rendered an entire group of people invisible, but they've been taking notes on how they've been rendered invisible. And that might be appealing to a lot of people. And that shit is terrifying. Yeah, because, because nobody wants to be called out as a racist. And if you could make money off of that, not just in your own domestic territory, but then export it to the world at large. The world at large, meaning mostly black and brown people. Who by the way. know that story intimately on a daily basis. And you can flip the entire economic model on its head and render them irrelevant. They have got to marginalize you. A show like Living Single has got to become a cultural footnote. The Cosby show has got to be this thing. That, that can is, only happen if Cosby does. You know what I mean? Like you've yes. got to have very few black screenwriters who are in a position to gross triple digits at the box office. I mean, we also do in ourselves though. I mean, we talk a lot about You get about, your opportunities and you and you make them very limited. Right. We have to as black people mm -hmm. or people of color, let's just keep that open. Uh, really look at the fact that we have yeah, all no. this. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes we have opportunity and we drop the ball. We drop the ball big time. We we turn it. Because you can blow it open. It's subpar. It's more, it's less than mediocre. It's yeah. not cool. And then those mm -hmm. people end up getting more and more of the opportunities. And people say, well, we we need somebody else to have a shot because they got like their say. Here's a here's a quick question I have because this is the this is the kind of concern that I have, if you will, is that we don't know, for instance, if in in the girls, uh, you know, canon, if you will, if if she's written 40, 50 episodes already. Now, it could be that she, she was building up to an idea of... <laughs> she addressed it, whatever, by the way. Right? We do know. We do know. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. You can't Just, keep She said, she, she said that that was her world that. and that she will address it next next season. Exa and I said, and okay. I'll watch if exactly. there's a next season. We'll see if she's going to address it. So well, what I'm saying is... What I'm saying <laughs> is... Now, the, the she will address it. Maybe she had already had that planned out. But now, because there's sort of been this stink made about it, Will it feel like to see a black character on girls? Will it feel like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Teddy? Tokenism? Authentic? No, Organic. like, uh, oh, like, a like you're, like you're giving, like, you're like, like a give, like, yeah, like here's like a, a gimme, a concession, uh, okay. concession, thank concession. you, oh, like I a concession. Well played, Tony. Will it feel that way? Maybe. Well, I think, and I Maybe. think this is how you can tell a <laughs> well, no, very... I mean, it's an honest question. I mean, well, no, no, I, no, and no. I think, and I, I mean, think, you know, she's a great creator. I believe that she'll be able to do it. It's good. Donald, Donald Glover is the guy he. She's Donald getting. Glover is, yeah, yeah. He's you know, on, uh, he's a smart guy. But I feel nice. like this is to, to what you're saying in terms of not her, Donald. Is it Donald Glover? Uh, yeah, yeah, community, yeah, Donald Glover, community. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. Thank Donald you. Glover, yeah. Childish Gambino, but. In terms of her testaments as a uh, as a filmmaker, as a creator, as an author, as a writer, uh, Mitch's question of, okay, now you've been confronted with the world as it actually exists in your own little narrative bubble, which it was. Like, no matter how much you try and point it out, your first season literally is self-indulgent narrative bullshit, okay? So now the world has encroached on you much like we've done on Mitch with this table, okay? We got an extra <laughs> black person on the wing, okay? All right? 
what the fuck are you going to do now? Because, yeah, you have to address it. Because if you don't address it, now we know you're full let of shit. Me, no, hold on, this. Mitch. Stop. Right, go ahead, go ahead. Hold on. Because if you don't address it, you're full of shit. So now you have to address it. Is it going to be authentic and organic? Because you'll know. Do you understand? You'll know if it's her addressing it from her own narrative in the second season. If it was one of these things that you had long planned to address and now we just forced your hand a little bit, a.k.a. Joe Biden talking about gay marriage. Okay? We'll know. Okay? We will know. But if it's just you... Having to address cultural outrage that you were not prepared for and you've been running around on NPR bullshitting everybody, black people will see that th- through that too. Because we've played this game for a long time culturally. We have known when you represent us honestly versus when you do not represent us honestly. Right, but Teddy, she's not the problem. The people I know she's not the problem. Are. However, she talks to symptom. executives. She's a symptom. But symptoms of problems, especially when they have elite cognitive awareness know how to disagree so i, I, I will her give her no slack i literally could never give her no, any slack okay. because she smart. knows everything that she could do in a second season to take a show like girls from being a fucking skeptical question mark to being like okay but we now didn't we require that of sex in the city too much See, we didn't get a chance to if sex in the city came on right now i guarantee yeah. you it'd be held to the same okay standard. wait I, I hope but i don't know here's a question i have for, for all three of you because i've no you can't get the newsletter mitch <laughs> All right, then I have a follow-up question. <laughs> First off, I need a soda. Yes, yeah. Wait, where are we going? Oh. Did you want a beer? Please. There you go. There, no, I'll, I'll oh, take, take it. I, I got this. I got the mini fridge. I didn't know if you heard him. Ask your question. Trying to help. I understand. Okay. Cheers, thank you. I've never referred to, uh, oh, I need a soda. See, that's why I didn't think you heard him. You didn't hear me. That's fine. I'd prefer you didn't hear me than, than get. I can't hear you about the freedom cries on this side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never referred to our podcast. I've never said like, oh, well, we're an interracial show. I don't go like, well, see, it's about a white guy and a black guy tackling the issues of the day (laughs) on a podcast. Never. I've never referred. I've definitely said, yeah, my co-host is black. But I've never referred to it as like. And there's that, to nowhere me, that would be a disparagement of what I see here. Right. Which is actually there's, there's a nowhere meeting on, of clever minds. Nowhere on the website does it say, "Oh, there's a white guy." Thank you. No. Oh, I'm blessing that. No, I'm serious though. Now I'm going. I would never describe the show like such. Color into these cheeks, but yeah. So I don't. It doesn't mention that anywhere on the website. There's no like, oh, there's a white guy and a black guy. Uh, I don't know that you refer to it that way either. We've been promoting it that way all week. Yeah. Uh, so I was wondering. <laughs> I told him Oops. to do that. So my bad. That's, <laughs> I will take this. That's the new. Era my my curiosity, right as go, a, go, go. just out of a, a random curiosity, did either you, Tony, or you, Erica, when you looked at the website, go, okay, there's there's a black host. We're we're on. We're in. Like you felt oh, more comfortable. That's why we came on the show. Yeah. No, no, not like. <laughs> It's like a newlywed game right now. You are so lucky. He he was our insurance. Not like a predominantly. Not like. Not like. Well, oh, you know. Not like. Oh, that's the only reason we're going to do. Well, let me tell you something. Did it make you feel a lot more comfortable? How did it? Go ahead. From my point of view, I think I can answer that. Yes, when I saw Teddy, I thought perhaps he'll know maybe some things to ask me specifically because he's black. He might know me a little more, and that didn't stop me from thinking that I could go on a show and have a great time. It just said, oh, there's somebody who I'll have maybe more of a dialogue with and that's not a bad thing it's just one of those things where you get excited and say oh i didn't expect that yeah yeah and that's yeah. cool look they're young they're irreverent and they're kind of eccentric and he's black and is a, a white dude together that to me made it more interesting so yeah. i would made me more excited to be i, asked I wish to be i wish show. that i could like look at a picture of somebody and go i'm gonna get along with that person i wish i had that so i'm jealous you. of you there no, I, hear I don't. You. I don't have anything like but that. But it's just like a woman looking at a board. I mean, and women complain about this, but they might see a lot of men, and then they see a woman and go, 
okay, maybe there's somebody who yeah, understands absolutely. what I'm I, talking Mitch, about. Mitch I definitely agree. Said, I just don't. I Unfortunately, I suffer all the privileges. I'm straight, white, male, upper middle class. You know, I, I immediately, when I looked at you, I hated you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I got all the privileges. <laughs> And I'm I know white man. Right now, Look, silently he's living on high on fine. the hall. That's fine. I, you, I, <laughs> I got, I, I got you. all the Just privileges. Just on GPs. I've I made all the privileges for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> Shit. But unfortunately, <laughs> this is the problem guts. that I get into. Is like, unfortunately, as I talked about with lineage and culture, mm. I can do nothing about that. I can't change any part of those things. No, but you do have the but power to, to yes, take... Which to is take, what I'm trying to do. You know, the, the black movement, the civil rights didn't move without white people who understood that at a level... We that have Wayne Dayton around here. ...that yeah, moved yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because if we could do it by ourselves, we would have been done it. Done. But we do need Should've that executive that who thinks like you, who says, no, that's a good show. I don't care who's... Well, the, it's like... We need that it's, type it's, of thinking. It's You have sure, to take sure. it... If you take it from the political realm into 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 what we're talking about in terms of Hollywood, in terms of elite cultural representation. And believe you me, if there's anybody to take it to the political realm... Thank you, Mitch. I know that's uh, right. It doesn't matter what we're talking but it, about. But it's a sense of... You've got to have the idea of... if it, In terms of a Hollywood equivalent of... of well, like you've got a Martin Luther King and a Malcolm, uh, Malcolm X and a Rosa Parks and a whole... A whole civil rights movement where they say, "Listen, we're going to build a crescendo that you have to acknowledge us and our representation as human beings right. and our basic fundamental dignity." And you've got to have someone on the flip side, like uh, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, who saw Kennedy assassinated and said, "Okay, I'm going to battle for the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, and I know that the South is going to rebel and cause a shitstorm forever until they motherfuckers get extinguished." Okay, but I I have to acknowledge this crescendo on the other side. I have to acknowledge these people who are fundamental fabric of the country coming to a place, you know, like the Washington Monument and and, and saying, I have a dream and saying basic representation. You have to have someone in Hollywood who is saying like, okay, I'm not going to make things like Amistad and The Color Purple and A Long Walk Home just these also ran a uh, footnote black things that happen every now and then a time to kill is not just going to be oh that fucking black movie that samuel jackson and there's going to be things like that you know what i mean like the upn is not going to be a fucking punchline because there will be enough you used to call black... that the underpaid negro network. exactly and it's not a fucking joke it was literally underpaid no, negroes yeah. so, i mean like it was a joke but the sadness was real i didn't heard that before <laughs> but you know just to, to 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 flip it a little bit more we don't just need a martin luther king or a Lyndon Johnson, you also need a Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, as black artists, we also have to make, continue to make, let's call it, brilliant, beautiful work. And when we we do mediocre work, when we allow our work to be ghettoized, we have nobody to blame but ourselves either. You so what do you, do you do you do you plan to get to Comic Con and go fuck Tyler Perry? Yeah, so no, no, like, no. Uh, yeah, no, 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 I have, no, no. I have nothing to say go. about Tyler Perry. Let's go. So you, you, have, that seems to always be the official word. Have, <laughs> because you know what? You know what? <laughs> like, I have nothing to say about Tyler Perry. He does no, his thing. Like, Comic Con is a great thing. example, though, because <laughs> in terms of in terms of uh, uh, culture, yeah, there's like three black people at Comic Con, well. and, and you've got, I mean, there's and, a billion of them, and let alone, right. let alone, let alone being on panels, and let alone being Comic-Con. on panels as creators, and mm-hmm. not just creators, but people creating on your own not terms. That day. I dressed as Hitler, so I didn't okay. really fit in. Oh no, that's no, awful. I was saying what I was saying—the sense of like you know, in terms of it felt awful. Believe me, I hated myself. But black representation at Comic Con. Hopefully, in terms. Let's hear this. I'm uh, sorry. Hold on, uh, but in saying I'm saying Comic Con is a good example because you've got you've got very little large scale black representation, but then not only that in terms of 
uh, uh, people of color representation, which I feel like is, is kind yeah. of the thing you're striving for with Concrete Park, you're on a panel, which is automatically putting you uh, much closer to the levels of power than everyone else who's at Comic-Con to attend because they want to see what those levers look like and the people who are there. Yeah. And then you have the juxtaposition of the two of you versus everyone else who is affiliated with all those things. And I feel like those are the kind of panels that need to be more widespread at things like Comic-Con because it's that sense of, um, excuse me, you've got just, again, to, I'm sorry to make it very political, but it, it's that idea of uh, uh, President Obama was he talking about. He never does this. I mean, I'm, this I'm, is I'm weird. So, shut up, bitch. Uh, <laughs> But he was, he's talking I'm about, he, when he went, he was talking about the Dream Act and he was at, uh, you know, Latino political conference and, mm -hmm. and giving a speech down there. And he was saying the thing that motivates him about the Dream Act in terms of what it particularly represents with, you know, the youth of people who, through no fault of their own, happen to be citizens of this country, but their parents were, you know, immigrants that came over, is that you have all these kids with these, these infinite ideas that are just waiting for a chance of legitimacy because who knows what they could amount to. And this dude is a leader of the free world and he knows that position. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that sense of being on a panel at Comic-Con and what do you feel like is, as you go into that, what kind of presentation in terms of, you know, like this is a kind of legacy that you can attain. What is it that you feel like you both are trying to I think for? we just have to show up, most of all. I mean, it's good that we're on this panel. And by the way, Tony draws the heck out of this thing. I mean, I think he's representing the world really well. Um, uh, because it is multiculti, there is no emphasis on any one uh, thing. They're all in the same pot. Mm -hmm. So he's gotten there by the strength of forcing himself to sit there and draw this. And this is a screenwriter who did this. And then, and then uh, Mike Richardson has to be given props that he looked at it without works, looking right? at color, just as Mitch says it should be and said, Yes. Looks like a good story. I'll do it. Yeah. So we're there now, and it is nice that we have these faces, and we're there, and we'll be able to talk about it. And that may be enough just showing up and then having the dialogue. But we do have to come with something. We tried to come with something decent. But other than that, I mean, go ahead. But, you know, even Comic-Con, as, as you might have seen it, is kind of misleading. You know, I, I keep reading about how the world is changing and how America is changing. Los Angeles is now a minority white city. Soon by 2034 or something in the United States of America. Texas you know, is well on its Texas, way to the Texas, Texas already is changing. Right? But bear, yeah. bear with me. Definitely. We're splitting into Definitely. two countries, one old and white and one young and browner and more mixed up. Sure. And Comic-Con, the, the fans who are coming year after year are more reflective of everybody who's out there. You know, here's, here's a couple of weird things. The best comic book drawers in the world today are coming from the Philippines. They're just killing the game. guy like Linnell Yu, who's, who's drawing Avengers. These guys are beautiful young brown men and women who are out there drawing their asses off uh, because they don't they don't see they, they don't see the, some of the stuff we're complaining about today the racist institutionalized racist they're like we're going to draw the hell out of some great comic books and and lead the world in comic books right. I keep hearing more Spanish every year in San Diego you understand what I'm saying right, this right, used right, to be right. Mexico man right, right. and it still is I hear it and I hear it on the panels we're going to be on pan on this panel of uh, creators with. Men, women, we're here representing our little beat of color. But there'll be plenty of that at Comic-Con this year. And I, I see yeah, that. Absolutely. you know, I see yeah. from, from Samuel L. Jackson at the very top level to us who just got in the game. Don't forget you know, Blade. 
Don't forget right. Blade. They love Blade. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, they hey, Wesley, there's a shout out to Wesley up in the pen. Wesley, shout out He's to coming Wesley, out. Baby. coming out. On soon. lockdown tonight. More than we join you, Wesley. Listen, you can pour one out from the homie out in the hallway. No, no, we never. This is Hollywood here. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, we got to show up. Yeah. We got to keep showing up. But Comic Con is changing too. And the world of, you know, of popular fiction is changing. Where you know, we doing you know I, I guess my thing is like, is, is, you know, and I get into this with Teddy a lot on this show is, is <laughs> he very much wants to make everything political and I want to make everything goofy and silly. So that's why the show works right. is what we say. Um, and so there's, I guess my sort of thing is that <laughs> he's going to take me to task for this. My sort of thing is, ideally, uh, once you step through the door of the apartment, it's post-racial in here. And, like, ideally, we would all just sit around and maybe not tell dick jokes. I know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> tell all kind of jokes. And then I wouldn't necessarily have to sit and, and say, oh, let's let's talk about black culture and let's talk about, like, how are you represented in Hollywood and things like this. Uh, not that it isn't an important discussion. Uh, m- merely just that I go, like... I don't know it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't relate in any way to that. And I'm glad you said that because it's honest. And by the way, that's what's, that's what, why this discussion is in the avant-garde to me. It seems like it's so old school and sort of a throwback to traditionalism to talk about race, but nobody talks about race anymore. You have to go in places where people are willing to put their ideas on the table and also tell their real thoughts. We do it every week. No, I know. (laughs) Very glad to have But imagine we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are in culture. Yeah, yeah. Especially for the two of you. I feel like it's such a, it's got to be like a a, a cultural clash almost to go from. As frustrated as you are, it's times 10. Yeah, because well, we go into those meetings, and yeah. if you say anything like that, they're like, oh, that person's calling me racist. And suddenly, like the things that are abstract from this night that we... I'm racist. Yeah. I'm just, you can't say it. You've you gone, have, you've gone to through me, both sides. You've gone over the swing the final set. frontier is out I, I here. Love, I love the idea that we, can, that we can all come together and have the conversation. I love the hell out of that. I'm me just too. saying, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is I, I'm hoping I share a frustration of... It's unfortunate that we still have to have that conversation. I guess, I guess, yes. I guess yes. that frustration. That's, that's my. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That frustration yes. is very yes. real, but I think I, agree. Uh, I feel like, and and maybe this is just unique uh, from my perspective as well. And and coming. That's why and, I said you were taking me to task. Uh, I'm not taking you to task for anything because I think what you said is very honest, much like Erica was pointing out, and I think that it's a very valid viewpoint, and I think that's the thing that's lacking is that sense of just someone at the end of the day looking at it and being like, you know what, fucking, I don't know, take over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let me let, let mm-hmm. me just crack open a door for you to get in and let me know what I don't know. And I think that's the thing for me to go from like a world where like a show like Living Single, I just like grew up and I was like, yeah, like I watch more Living Single than Friends growing up, you know? And like now I see Friends on TBS all the time and I'm just like, I f- like, like what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like, I'm like, what in the fuck? It's like, I, you, you <laughs> that what you eat. say? That I literally, good. I say it, I throw my remote, I'm like, what, what in the fuck TBS? And I throw my, I throw my remote at the screen, it's very... Very, uh, Watch that, that's a flat panel. Uh, yeah. But you know what? Yeah, wait, wait. But I, I think the world will change when we change it. Yeah. And I think the first brother who ever got up there in the NBA and dunked, I know white people just went, what? Is that basketball? Irving Magic Johnson. Is that basketball? Oh, can can he do that? Is that allowed? <laughs> well played, do you know what I'm saying? No. And, and, I, and, and so to, to, for us in our work to find those like beats. Julius the Dr. Irving. Sorry. Yeah. To find those beats. He was the dunker. He was the dunker. Just I'm saying to find those beats where 
it's it's like can you play distortion on a guitar? Right. Well, Bo Diddley did it. Well, well, Jimi Hendrix. Did it. Okay, can you can you is is that okay? I did a thirty can minute you, comedy act you, just before Obama was elected about like about all that about right. about the 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 hilariousness of white culture putting keeping the black man down in the moment they're like all right fine here's a guitar just first you got to do is pluck the oh okay I, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so my my, pres- my prescription for our end of it is, is being excellent is just continuing to be excellent you and finding new ways to blow minds and by the which way which we will yeah no and by know. the way they did give us the guitar it's called the internet right I mean, it's and really, I think that's and I'm working that the, bitch to It's like death. a Canon Seven, like where you really yeah. can do that thing that you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. We down, don't have to. Yeah, we don't it. have to wait till TBS gets it. And or I something. think that's yeah. why we're free. I, I think that's why it's get on them YouTube. You know, kind of just to bring Draw. it all together as we as we as draw to a close here. I think that's why it's so extraordinary for Mitch and I to be able to have the two <laughs> of you in here tonight. Is that Thank you. we get we get a chance for Mitch's perspective of of his his view of girls yes. in the universe and his view yes. of the HBO executive being like fuck Staunch it man I don't know Arizona and we just want to burn the whole headquarters to the ground flag you know what I'm saying? girl they not know. that we get our show brother right <laughs> no I know I know but we but but Mitch and I get to go from being two guys who have very kind of well laid out thoughts and such and and we can go all day and we have gone all day on this show with a variety of different guests but then we get and to we bring gotta, in we got to do a Fourth of July uh, riff of the Union on Wednesday, which right. is just going to be oh, wow. this all over That's again, which is the two of us. So. Uh, wow! But we get to, but we get to, you know, supplement that with the actual, you know, conversation with people who have been at the forefront of blazing trails in the sense of, you know, you are the first, you know, first black screenwriter to gross, you know, fucking, you know, sick, you know, nine digits. And you know I'm the saying? first black woman you know to marry that pink Exactly. <laughs> you got two double, two Thank NAACP you. image awards, you know. And it's, you've you been know, on it's, two it's, of the most successful black shows of all time. You know, most successful that's true. Shows. And we Predominantly to, black cast shows. I'm sorry. Right. I don't know how to call them black bring, shows. I'm sorry. And, and, and luckily not marketed as such. Right. So now, yeah, people but do we, know But them. we get to bring She's that together. And you know, and we get to we get to have a conversation that's very real and very honest and touches on things like the fact that you should free live and single from DVD also, and get them bitches on the shelf. It's a little contentious too right. because it's no good pre- preaching to the choir as comedians. Exactly. You must understand that you got to put it's it out no for good everybody. unless you yeah unless right. he's going to sure, dig sure. left or right. Right, and that's what I like, and that's why I say that I I mean I'm I'm I think it's really cool that it's not. It's not out here anymore. It's actually those people are the dinosaurs. Right. And the we people can circumvent on the them by doing this, what we're this doing right now. This is to me right. where yeah, Star yeah. Trek was going. Right. The final frontier. Yeah. And the things we're talking about, about looking past race, really looking past it. Is what we're talking about, but it's so in here. And bond and, yeah, and talk on. about that. You well, know? he's my brother now. <laughs> oh. hey, he's going to get the newsletter. Can I get a plug in here? Yeah, go ahead. Now we're going to we do the Flagstaff newsletter. And- no, 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 no. So yeah, let's no, no, no. Flagstaff uh, newsletter. It, Steve's trash can fell over the other day. Yeah, Here's my page. shameless plug. Please plug plug away. Plug all day. Find yeah. us on Facebook, yeah. Concrete Park, and like us. Please. We're on Twitter at Concrete Park, and we're at ConcretePark.com. Check us out. You can order the comics there. The link will take you right through to the Dark Horse website. Nice. And, and the part. like is important because that's that flood of armor you talking about, Mitch. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. come that they can't give a face. Give, you like give a face to like an abstract us. like. Exactly. And then you do you each have you, I just you have individual you guys. Twitter and uh, yes, Facebook yes, or anything? Yes. Go ahead and yes. uh, plug yourself. I'm at Tony Perrier. She's at Eric Alexander. Yes. But Fun. right now, our all our will as Concrete as, Park, like, like Sauron, our, our will is focused <laughs> on Concrete put the eye on Concrete Park. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. This has been yeah, uh, this has been fantastic. fantastic. Little overtime, but not too bad. 
Only 18 <laughs> minutes over. It's fine. Good. It's cool. Awesome. Good. We're so right. We're not this syndicated. It's all good. Fantastic. It doesn't thank win you. out in any trouble or anything. No, the thank you guys. It's now, been, bitches. It's this been was a awesome. pleasure uh, awesome. meeting both of you. And, oh, uh, thank you. And uh, you see, now, I, when I next time I talk to my dad, I will have had somebody that was on the Cosby show in my apartment. <laughs> I got something I could talk to him about. Oh, that's awesome. Because to me, growing up, my dad Bills and Bill Cosby were like the same guy. Y- exactly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they, they were very similar in their humor. They like the pudding sauce. So I just didn't. You see, you know it's chaos I mean? in the pudding It's, it's, it's upsetting. That, I think my mom kept him under wraps as a kid. My mom was like, let's not talk about race around the kids, I think. That's what well, she I did. Well, I want to meet the man who raised the man who didn't watch he didn't, TV. He, he didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. I think that's fascinating. That, 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 that man was my mom. My dad didn't really. Oh, okay. My dad was one of those like, oh, well, then shout listen, out to, take care to of the Mama kids. Sita. I'll teach them some sports and then I'm going to go off and marry somebody else. That's oh, what he okay. did. Like he did that a few times. Oh, in his life. oh. so yeah. Okay. But, but what I'm, what was interesting is that uh, during the time growing up, just race never came up. It just was never discussed. As we were mm-hmm. talking about a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, with Quincy Jones, not the Quincy Jones. No, I a saw, Quincy I, jo- yeah. okay. I saw that. He, uh, <laughs> we were like, Quincy what Jones? Fucking no. <laughs> Quincy Jones? You're like, fuck Yeah, you were like, that's why we signed up. Uh, uh, <laughs> not at all. He didn't know Shel Silverstein was black. And I was like, I didn't find that out until I didn't know, I didn't I know. I didn't oh, know that. Okay, well. More people that didn't know. I didn't know it until I graduated high school, but I grew up on Shel Silverstein. Yes. So Shel mm-hmm. Silverstein, Bill Cosby, uh, Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. I loved the shit out of like uh, the toy, uh, see no evil, hear no evil. Right. So many. So it's like there was a lot of that, and just it never occurred to me mm-hmm. until like way later in life. And uh, it's funny how many things, how many times my dad brings up race now, mm-hmm. where I kind of go, look, I'm just glad you shut your fucking mouth for the first ten years of my life mm-hmm. about all that because mm-hmm. I just didn't, I wasn't, I didn't get tainted by it. I didn't have to see the world as that way. I just thought like, well, Bill Cosby's famous and my dad's not. You know what I mean? That's like that was the extent <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's that's why I'm just saying like a lot of this. You know, when I it, when Teddy talks about certain political issues, um, that that for instance, uh, uh, voters' rights and 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 saying like, oh, we require a driver's license and things like this to vote. I just go, yeah, yeah, that seems fine. I say that too, though. No, well, he's he's they, got a long thing a about plane. like it's all racist and everything no, else. No, I get I'm, it. Right. I, yeah, but I, I don't would think never that have way. gone there in my head. No, so it's I it's it's interesting the things I learn about that Voter I don't ID, know. You're right, here. brother. You know what's funny? <laughs> racist <laughs> bastard. Uh, you Rick Scott. Uh, no, you know, I know, but they ask for your driver's license for everything, for buying the simplest food. So it seems like, wow, this thing that seems so important that ooh, they wouldn't. Ooh, can I use Teddy's line? with them, can but I, I, I don't see it as a racist. Here's Teddy's argument. It is a right. Listen, not it's privilege. No, it is. It is a different. It, we have it, one group of people true. in this country that believe that voting is a fundamental right, as it should be, as laid out by the highest law in the land, Constitution. And then you have another group of people, known as Confederates, who believe that voting is some sort of privilege that you have to show an ID for, like buying Sudafed from the drugstore. Surprise, motherfuckers. It's not the same thing, okay? Thomas Jefferson would disagree with you and slap you in the face with the Bible that he rid up himself, okay? Fuck all y'all Confederate motherfuckers. I'm out this bitch. Oh, shit. I am real brown. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ripping, baby. Wow. Yeah. Uh, now 
Malcolm X. Oh. Holla <laughs> back. In the his house. All right, all, all right, right, all right. Okay. Here we go. Uh, wow. Teddy, what you got coming up? What do you want to plug? Uh, Men's Club Improv, uh, July 8th, uh, Sunday night. I'm not sure if the date is right, but the day is right. Improv, holla at your boy, be there, suit on, pants unpressed, real brown. Uh, you and I are also performing at the Comedy Con Carne Show. Comedy Con Carne. The, the last Comedy Con Carne Show at Flappers. Carne. July 19th. 17 days Jose away. Chavez in the building. The very last one, uh, it'll be myself, Teddy Tutson, Jose Chavez, Justin Dubois. Oh, it's killing me. Almost everybody on the bill. Victoria Avalon, almost everybody on the bill Leo has been Sanders. on the show. So it'll be a good time. And, uh, thank you both. Justin Dubois, Tony Perlier, Eric Dean. Alexander. Find them on Twitter, T-O-N-Y-P-U-R, uh, C-O-Y-E-A-R, and awesome. are you, is full no, name? E- e- Alexander is into the great. What? Mm-hmm. You mean Twitter? Yeah. E. Alex the Great. No, no. E. Alex the Great. Find us okay. a concrete, concrete, concrete park. 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 Comic Con. Check All out right. the panel. Dark See you board. there. Come to the table. Get a poster. Good night, bitches. That was so... That was frigging awesome. And future episodes of Straight Riffin on the official website, riffin.net, R-I-F-F-I-N.net. Keep in mind, we do air live every Monday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. That's 10 p.m. to midnight for you East Coasters. You can actually watch that right on Facebook, on our fan page, facebook.com slash straightriffin. Like us, check out the Ustream page. You can even chat while we're doing the show. That's how we interact with the fans. We thank you so much for listening. Check out Riffin.net. Buy my album. Buy Teddy's album. We'll catch you again next time. It ripped the fuck on, bitches.